If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. The search. I'm in the zone. Maddie, you're too little to have a boyfriend. Like me, like me. Yeah, little boyfriend. Yeah. No, why do you think you need a boyfriend, Madison? Because I love boys. Madison. <laughs> <laughs> Madison Jade. <laughs> oh, wait till we tell Daddy. Yo. Oh, okay. Right. I hope she grows up to be a rapper right. and puts that on her mixtape. <laughs> I hope she you goes up that. to be a, a world famous and legendary, long living orator. Someone yes. who speaks and, and offers rationale because her ability to reason at such a young age is what has brought her here in the first place. She's so cute. She Not only is she cute, she's got depth. Okay, and she also is, understands relatability at such a young age. Let's break this on down in Ode to Feminism. Once again, out of the mouths of babes, she's having a casual conversation with her mama, kicking shit, and they start talking about getting a boyfriend, and she says, you know, no, I want a little boyfriend like me, like me. Aww. Which, by the way, the hashtag this week is like me, like me. <laughs> More on that later. Her mom then says, well, why do you want a boyfriend? She says, because I love boys, which we all laugh at because it's such an answer that's so childlike and silly. You know, not a lot of thought behind it. And the young lady bursts out laughing as if to say the notion that you fools have been walking around <laughs> forcing yourselves to be in relationships simply because you love boys. It's actually laughable. And she goes on to guffaw. Further to my point, her mother then offers, oh, but what about your dad? What's he going to think about your choices and what you do and who you date? And what does Mel Madison do? Pause and erupt into laughter once again, <laughs> proving that a woman's strength is in her opportunity to have a choice. <laughs> so I just see this young lady as a future leader. She definitely can bring it down to a level that all can understand. And I find her to be a visionary in being forward-thinking and open to all. So the hashtag this week in honor of this beautiful young lady is hashtag like me, like me. And with that being like said, me. that's right, Just like so me. Me. 
most importantly understood, we just have a couple of QTNA. Here we go. Which is questions <laughs> that need answers. Woo. And also questions that niggas is asking. Ready. Question one. Uno, if applicable. <laughs> Will Ray J and Princess Love become indisputable reality television royalty? By their gripping final scene of this season of Love and Hip Filler Hollywood, in which Princess Love gives birth to her gorgeous daughter, Melody Love, and then slowly, dramatically, Tyler (laughs) Perry shrieks and exclaims, The grandma is the baby. Question two. (laughs) Will the fellow inmates of Bill Cosby, who happened to be on laundry duty that day, (laughs) place bets of Raymond Noodles and or sexual favors based upon (laughs) the conclusive results of the debate over whether or not that was Jello pudding or his old ass done quote, had an accident. I'm See, I knew a pudding pop was going to be involved. And the last question. Which one of y'all, Which one of y'all? said that Bruno Mars <laughs> and Tessa Thompson uh-uh, 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 walked out of the same gym <laughs> in L.A. at the same time and both had their hair pulled straight back in a little ponytail? And looked at each other, stopped walking, <laughs> stared each other in the eye, and said, I'll be damned. <laughs> what? <laughs> you think this is, this is the thing that's all stuff to play? <laughs> <laughs> With those questions, man. <laughs> Even though I want to use a mister. <laughs> With those questions being asked, and most importantly understood, I would like to take this opportunity, as always, to welcome one and all to the Friend Zone, which is your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene, because who in the hell Hell. wants a musty brain? I don't know anyone that I fuck with that's going to say me. (laughs) Hey, friend. (laughs) Hi, Dustin. How you doing? I'm amazing. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. You know, we were in beautiful... Charlotte, mm-hmm. North Carolina. North Cackalacka. <laughs> yes. Okay. North Carolina. Come on and raise up. Check your shirt up. off. <laughs> Kendra. Yes, Charlotte was amazing. It was so much fun being out there. It was such a great time. Great show. Shout out to the Wandas. Shout oh, out to my the God. The, yes, Wandas. the wonderful Wandas. Who sold Every piece of our merch. Yes, Tawanda. Shawanda held it down as they always do. I wish we could bring them on tour to every stop. Me too. They are literally a joy. But shout out to Charlotte. Um, The weather was good. Our company was good. The show was good. It was good energy. Shout out to Charlotte. Shout out to the Epicenter. Shout out to the young man. Oh, gosh. The Epicenter. (laughs) I was playing it on... um, on IG stories, how I was trying to sleep and they were having a club. The club, the club downstairs. It was multiple clubs. That's what was so crazy. I was like, y'all having this big ass outdoor party. It was like, and then oh, there's a bar over here and a oh. strip club over there. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, was why like, is everyone what, singing along? It was like, what friend? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 
was like, but why do they have to sing it? I just wasn't understanding what kind of club. Was it like karaoke kind of? Oh, my God. Woo. The crowd was, and I posted on IG stories and people were dead. Mm-hmm. People That's were so like, funny. Well, it was like 2 in the morning. Yo, it's crazy. Sleep. I was walking down the street and some bar or something, the, the DJ was playing the fuck out of some music. And I went in there and it was this white boy DJ like playing all the jams. Like he was playing old ATL cuts and everything. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. But then it was kind of throwing me off because of some of the white people in there. But then it was so funny to watch like the black people talking about the white people. Oh, in but, North Carolina? Yes. Oh, shoot. I yes. thought you meant Harlem. Oh, nah. I was like, what, what spot was that? Nah, you know. But you know, I do be making fun of the white people in Harlem where they be partying places. But you know what? Speaking of DJs, I'm actually glad you brought that up because I posted a video. Did y'all see it? Going off. Oh. The guy in LA, right? Yes. Well, I don't know his name. You do, you do, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, people filled me in. So my friend Whitney, shout out to Whitney Alex. You should check out her website. Yes. She sells amazing clothing yes, that she, she makes, right? She made my Afropunk outfit that year when I had the black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. <laughs> right. And a snack. She's so dope. <laughs> um, so she went to this um event called the come up la where she sells they have like vendors and music it's really dope and she uh recorded a dj doing his thing in the corner and then posted it and i hit her like yo who the hell is this dj and sent me this video posted him online because she didn't catch his name and his dj corn breeze and he was playing um her but it was like a dance mix that this hawaiian producer by the name of daju mm. Uh, D-A-J-U you guys have to check them I posted it on my Twitter so you can find it it's still up there it might even be like my most recent tweet um, but he his SoundCloud I ended up going to the Daju SoundCloud and he is incredible like mm. dope ass Hawaiian producer definitely show him love and then DJ Cornbees I guess was playing his mix and getting it in he I was thought so he was on good. skates I didn't open the full video at first <laughs> I was like, oh, he DJing on skates. And then I realized he was dancing. That's Yo, how light on his feet and jamming he, he was. was so dope. So I just love a DJ that loves what they're doing. It makes yes. the event totally 10 times better, better, right? Yes. yes. So dope. But anyways, how was your weekend, Asante? It was fun. I was singing with y'all niggas. <laughs> <laughs> I was with y'all. It was great. It was how amazing. was your weekend, friend? Yeah, friend, how was yours? It was good. I had a lot of fun in um, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had another story on my IG <laughs> when I got home and I was looking forward to getting rest because I did not get rest at the epicenter mm-hmm. with the club under me. I get mm-hmm. home and Fast and Furious, they're do- these guys are doing donuts outside my mm-hmm. window for hours. And I would really love someone to explain to me what that is for. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, why are y'all doing this? A lot of people from the Bay hit me up. They were like, oh, they're side showing. I hope I'm saying it right. Um, that's just a Bay Area thing. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, but you in New York. But we on my block. I was about to say it. <laughs> but you know, over on my block, they be getting out them dirt bikes sometimes. And I'll be that like, what I'm are used y'all doing? To, the, the Rough Riders or whatever. But no, but... I'm used to them riding by once or twice. But when they have lapped several I times, know, and, it's, and then like well, sometimes other the niggas, crew is just hella big. Too. I was and I was just about to say to you that means more niggas are pulling out their bikes <laughs> because one night it was like within an hour. I heard the bike go around a couple times, and then an hour later, I realized it's like seven to ten bikes outside. I was like, there was only two of you out here before. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? 
That I'm used to, but the donuts, that's a whole different sound. That shit sounded like a movie set. I thought something was coming down, like a building, and then the smell of the tires, because it was all, like, smoke, you know, because it, it kicks up. Oh, just terrible. My mm-hmm. apartment smelled for, like, the rest of the night. I was so tight, and people on, on Instagram were dying. But anyway. That's when you start throwing shit out the window, but that's <laughs> another story for another time. On a penny note. <laughs> I also want to shout out Getting Grown. We hosted yes. their first live show, and it was so good. The first one in New York, yes. Their first one in New York, I should say, and it was so freaking good. So Kia good. and Jade, right? So, so good. good. They're so funny. Yes. Shout out to Joy Marie Wright from Essence, who was like so so good Amazing. as a guest. Yes. She gave the rundown of uh, their segment called Take Out the Trash. Yeah. Yes. And then the Budgetista was also their guest giving us tips on credit and uh, a lot of the gems that she dropped here plus more. So it was really fun to get to sit and watch her in action. But it was a great live show. Thank you to them for having us hosted. The yes. Budgetista is so good live too. Funny? Because she in like on the live space on the stage she feels more free. Right. So she ends all her sentiments with with your broke ass. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No, I'm just playing. She goes to I'm just playing. That would be hilarious. <laughs> but I do love her facial expressions. She's funny as fuck. That would be funny if uh, she would be like, now go out there and fix your credit with your broke ass or some shit and then people do it. Let's get her a hoodie that says that. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, then people go back, bitch, who are you to tell me to fix mine? And it's like, well, a hit dog is calling. Here nah. I go. <laughs> okay. And while we're talking about live shows don't forget to check us out this saturday september with september we're in october girl october <laughs> what is it 13th yes saturday october 13th we will be live from seattle we're so excited we have an incredible musical guest yes. three of them to be exact yes. mm-hmm. it's gonna be an incredible show i'm very excited so make sure and get your tickets at the com if you haven't done so already yes. i've always wanted to go to seattle because of that Mary Mary song, real shit. You which I've talked always. about on this song. I've <laughs> talked about this before. Seattle by this. Mary Mary is by. I can't wait for Excuse us to go. me. Seattle by Erica Campbell and She Who Must Not Be Named Ooh. was in a made. That's one of the prettiest songs I've ever heard in my life. And when Aww. I tell you, I can't wait to go to Seattle and partake and press play. Yes. Oh my God. And it's legal. You'll be legally partaking as well. I don't so. think the oh, context. That's right. Yes. Uh huh. Mm hmm. I'm so excited. I, I think love I'm already registered. <laughs> Dead. And y'all know Seattle's like up on my list of where I want to relocate to. Yep, so mm-hmm. y'all are going to see. I love it. Anyways, so. You done made it sad now. I don't want to <laughs> think about you relocating no goddamn way. <laughs> Damn, friend. She always no, plotting. I ain't going. Y'all coming with me. See, she always plotting. I am plotting, but I'm also plotting for y'all all uh-huh. to move west. Uh-huh. It'll happen. I'm like wearing y'all west down. right now. Kanye. <laughs> Nothing. Mm. So y'all ready to jump into this week's episode? Yeah, my yeah, all right let's do this. So last week we had a fun episode called Lovers Rock featuring Estelle. Yes. Oh, y'all, that was really fun. Yes, Estelle's amazing. Her voice is so soothing. She's just cool as hell, talented as hell. She's all around just a really dope person. We yeah. had a really, really yeah. good time. Thank you, Estelle, for Thank hanging so with much. us for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> the yes. fact that she really sat with us. Without complaint. Without. So, 
as always, you guys had a lot to say about the episode. I'm really glad a lot of you were saying that it was like your favorite in a long time. You guys are saying that and the Ari Lennox episode have been your favorite. So that makes us happy because, you know, we're still learning how to interview artists and it's kind of like a new a new part of our platform. So it's nice to get your feedback. What stood out to you, Asante? Um, first and foremost, I wanted to shout out everybody that took the time to check out the American Dad episode. Yes, apparently <laughs> it came on TV. <laughs> You are like a prophet over here. That is hilarious. So, well, you know, shout out to Fox for doing that. I, <laughs> I don't really fuck with y'all about anything else outside of your TV show, so that's good. Um, I wanted to say that, and I also wanted to shout out in the emails. Um, Michaela writes, Hi, guys. I work long shifts at a bakery during the weekends and I always look forward to listening to your podcast every Saturday while making bread. Uh, Saturday the 29th, I had the day off, so I didn't listen to that week's until today. I listened to both the podcast from the 26th and this week's. As I listened to the podcast on social cues, I found myself wondering if someone would mention the autism spectrum. So I was very happy to hear that someone had indeed commented on it and that it, a discussion on other spectrism, the spectrism, the autism spectrum might be a potential topic for a podcast. I'm a black female, currently 20 years old, and was diagnosed as one of the as on the spectrum last year. I feel as though it is often ill-acknowledged in the fact that people of of color and women are diagnosed much later and have much less access to resources than others. Then there's the fact that labeling children is largely stigmatized in communities of color, as well as the fact that women tend to exhibit symptoms different than those exhibited to men. All that being said, ASD is a complex neurological difference that has advantages and disadvantages and thus is a topic of good conversation. I wanted to touch on that because I know you had mentioned at the top of the episode last week uh, that that's something we would discuss. And there were a lot of emails, actually, that came in about you talking about it last week. Like, there were emails mm-hmm. that came in from the week before about it not being discussed. And then there were a lot of people that were happy that you brought it up. So I wanted to read that because, for me, I'm not, I haven't been that aware of that. So right. it hasn't been a conversation that I've widely talked about. So I want to bring that back up to let people know yet again that it is something that we'll, we will be going into in the future moving forward. I'm so Actually, a lot of you emailed me giving me uh, references and people that I could reach out to. And apparently there's a YouTuber that I even checked out, and she's New York-based. Oh, see, see. And she follows me. See, so see, I was see, very excited see. about that because it just felt like the dots just kind of ease like i can't even think of the word seamlessly connected which is what i love yes so it i'm just definitely coming together yeah everything mm-hmm. just coming together so i'm definitely gonna hit her up asap uh, hopefully she's interested on in coming on the show and then we can prep a really great show and have a great conversation with her because i'm definitely interested in tapping into it especially considering all the emails that we received yes so what stuck out to you as well friend Amber Lynn on SoundCloud said, Oh my God, Estelle should bring back Happily Ever After. Fairy tales yes. for every child. Dude, I forgot about yes. that. Y'all remember that? Hell yeah. Uh, she said, Where they retold classic fairy tales, but the characters had different ethnicities and they were voiced by celebs. I remember the black Pinocchio with Will Smith voice, and she wrote Pinocchio. Uh, Chris Rock was Woody the Termite instead of Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> and Della Reese was the blues fairy. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And she said, this could be another icebreaker for y'all. What fairy tale would you retell? And what celebs would you have voice the characters? Ooh. I like this, Amber Lynn. Mm. Do I remember any fairy tales? Right. And not the Anita Baker song, right? Oh, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> Damn, I don't know. 
Okay. Um, the Seven Dwarfs, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Mm, okay. okay. Um, for Snow White, I would pick Sammy Sosa. No. Um, <laughs> for the Seven Dwarfs, I feel like I just been shot. who like. could be the Seven Dwarfs? Jacquees. No, he wouldn't do nothing yeah. but copy everybody. Um, yeah. Who would be the Seven Dwarfs? Probably like the T.I. and them kids because they got like seven oh kids, right? God. Oh my and I like them. They're entertaining. They used to be on camera. So, you know, T.I. and Tiny's kids would be the seven doors. I think they actually do have seven children. <laughs> so that's perfect. Knock that one out. So, yeah, Snow White and the Seven Doors. And they were all what would really make this magical, right? Here's where we tie in. I know you like everything to tie in. Oh, to my tie God. In. <laughs> what would make it so enjoyable to watch would be to watch King... There's T.I. and Tiny Son, Eris, mm-hmm. the little two-year-old, the baby. right? And then Deja, T.I. and Tiny's, um, well, it's his daughter with somebody else, but Deja, the oldest girl, talking about Sammy Sosa because his skin changed colors because all three of them look like they could touch your ass have it, especially Eris. So watching them crack jokes, we ain't going nowhere with your see-through ass. <laughs> like watching them say that along the way. Magical fairy tale. Like what a baby's kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. There we go. I'm dead. Hire me. I would do Ariel. Yes. The Little Mermaid. Who yes. would be a good uh-huh. Ariel? Let's make her edgy and have Rihanna be Ariel. Okay. <laughs> did I'm you, with it. Did you see like the people uh, trying to make Zendaya Ariel? Like there was like fan oh, art for of, um for the Little Mermaid on Ice. <laughs> You just want to put everything on ice. <laughs> you just want to put everything on ice. But it's the black version, so it's a bag of ice. <laughs> oh, my God. We just totally ruined this girl's right? <laughs> icebreaker. Okay, so... Who would be Sebastian? Um, <laughs> I don't want to say it, but, you know, it's a musical, so you got to be able to sing and play the part. Countess. Okay. Oh my God. Countess Vaughn. She would do well. What she would do well. Fairy tale. Okay, so since <laughs> it's happily ever after, or the new version of that, I would want to do uh, <laughs> the Gingerbread Man. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to not go too left with this, but you know, I feel like Lil Yachty, somebody random that would be a good like version Aunt of Nora. this. Or no, on Bertha. Or Bertha. Lil Yachty would be a good. Uh, he would be like a good weird person to play the gingerbread man. I love it. I'm here for yes. it. Yes, or Kyle, or yeah, Kyle. Oh that yeah, that rapper. Yeah, because you know he's always like off center, but like really cool, edgy. Like that would be like a cool little twist for like the kids. I finally today. saw that movie too that you told me to see. The after party. Yeah, I saw you, it on the flight. What'd you think of it? I thought it was cute. I thought it was really cute. Who Why did you like in it? I, I still didn't go back and finish. I still need to. I thought, um, who did I like in it, you said? Yeah, because I know a lot of people like made appearances. Wiz Khalifa was super cute in it. <laughs> um, Tiana Taylor was cute in it. Yeah, she looked good. Yeah. She's good at anything she does. She is. Yes. She's just cute. So She even breaks stuff good. <laughs> Everything she do wrong, she be falling good. You know what I'm saying? Like you fall good. <laughs> Messing up words good. She does everything good. What about you, Dustin? What'd you find on these Twitter Sorry. streets? 
Um, okay, so I want to give a shout out to Trina Overdose on Twitter, which is like the best Trina fan account, well, one of the best Trina fan accounts to follow. They posted a really short video, which is a montage of all of these celebrities and her rap contemporaries saying how she was a great person and a legend and all these different things. And it just speaks volumes to me that she's an artist that has had such a lengthy career, but is really, truly loved by so many people. So true. So many people. Like, everybody loves Trina, and they don't just, like, every. it's so many people that all say that's one of their best friends. You get what I'm oh, saying? yeah. So I love Kinda seeing like that. Monica. Yeah, Monica. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, the other day, it's so funny you mentioned that, it was a post up of, it was like a, vi- a photo that had gone kind of viral of an older woman who was in great physical shape with her daughter at, like, a concert somewhere, and people were commenting on how good she looked. And fucking Monica, it goes in the comments, oh, my God, that's my lawyer. Like, Monica knows everybody. Yes. She's everyone's degree Seriously. And Trina, too. But I just think that speaks volumes. And it's funny to me that the only person, place, and in this case, thing, that has ever had beef with Trina has been Kaya. So that, I think, mm. says, you know, what all needs to be said. Okay. So that's that tweet. Um, I also want to give a huge <laughs> shout out to all of the people who tweeted us the amazing video. And I feel like I just need to play it because it's a legendary component to this show. Come on down, come on down. I'm going to Disney World October 3rd. So if you want to come on down, come on down. <laughs> As you all know, that's a legendary story and clip from this show. We've often said how we love that clip. It was so funny to us that the little girl had a personal Vine account and was making these videos. Yes. Inviting who she assumed was her audience. Her fans, okay. Which... She literally was just a regular sweet little girl with an account. Don't talk to me. Yeah. Loser, lame, I want to be a psycho. Totally. Hand moment. Right. right? But the fact that she did those videos and invited people to come to Disney World. I Stop. Stop. Don't Don't talk talk to me. me. (laughs) Loser, lame, I want to be like, oh, totally. (laughs) And you can't just say totally is. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So that little girl. So everybody that knows that every year for the past three years around October the 3rd, They've sent us that video. And so shout out to all everybody Talking that's about still doing Time to send out the invites. <laughs> time to send out the invites. Yeah, one year we got to be there on October 3rd. Like, you know what? We <laughs> actually going. <laughs> also, on a petty note, and you can take this however you want to take it. I really don't care. I have thoroughly enjoyed the resurgence of all these fight videos where the gay oh, people no. have been being attacked by homophobes and the gay people yeah. end up whooping their ass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey, right? Yeah. That's just what it is. And I know you're not supposed to enjoy violence and seeing that in I don't enjoy it for the reason of purely enjoying watching violence, right? But it is something about watching them be the victor, someone who you know is is the underdog. And it's not just them winning fights. They have been, like, literally whipping ass. So the one tweet that I saw that uh, brought this to to light was from Attitude Magazine, and it just said, homophobe ends up with bloody face after attacking man on New York bus, and that is exactly what happened. And there's there's footage attached, and just the smug nature in which he was talking to the young man or whatever, and the fearless nature in which the young man was responding and then responded physically. It was glorious. And there was another video which was the black version. They was at a mall in the parking lot. It was a big guy, right? Think like just big, like windy, like just, I mean like big, right? And so, and there was a little guy and he had a, a big heart. And apparently these guys had been following him through the mall, like harassing him, right? 
And so the guy was just like, what's up, what's up? Basically knocks the big dude on the ground and ends up whipping him literally out of his shoes. Wow. And it was what really makes it good, and I'm going to hurry up, but what really makes it good was it's a FedEx truck going by at first, <laughs> and he lays on the horn and, and tells the gay boy, move. And he's like, you look like you got your hands full anyway. And the gay boy was like, my hands ain't full. Oh, y'all can get it. And then he proceeded to give it to them. So it's been glorious. And you can, it's very easy to find. Feel free to search. Google is your friend. Okay. Um, I want to give another uh, quick shout out to at underscore Queenish, who, uh, and her Twitter name is Size Heavily, who says, who remembers the absolute struggle of waiting for this shit to start over so you can see what's on your favorite channel and accompanied it oh with a God. screenshot from the original TV Guide <laughs> channel. Do you remember oh this channel? Right. And you had to wait. It would go in groups of three. Oh, it was the pits. <laughs> wow. And you had to wait for your channel to come around yes. cycle through yep. the pits. Oh, shit. So, yeah, shout out to them. And there's other things that I could talk about, like this tweet of this video of President, um, you know who is the president currently, but there's a video of him walking on Air Force One with toilet paper hanging off his shoe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it literally happened. Just a a hot mess. So anyway, (sighs) that's it in the Twitter streets, you know, this week. Gosh. Support for today's episode comes from Third Love. Using thousands of real women's measurements, Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind so that they fit impeccably and feel even better. And now, since adding 24, wow, 24 new sizes, that's amazing. Third Love offers, (laughs) oh boy, Third Love offers the most options of any brand. You guys, a total of 70 sizes. Find your fit in 60 seconds online, order, and try on at home with Third Love's Fit Finder quiz. It's actually fun. Takes less than a minute. No more awkward fitting room experiences. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own. From premium ultra soft smoothing fabrics to expert design features like straps that don't slip. And the details make a difference. The labels are even tagless, you guys, so they're not itchy. And because Third Love guarantees a perfect fit, returns and exchanges are free and easy. They sent me three pairs, mm-hmm. which is always a blessing because I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not one of those women that like has like really sexy matching underwear. <laughs> <laughs> you just get function is this priority. Right. Okay. Like I still have like polka dot ones, stripes. Yes. If, it would say the day of the week if it could. Like I really just don't care. <laughs> They, they don't have holes in them, so I'm not too, like, reckless. Right. But I'm just not one of those. So it was really cute that they sent me these nice matching pairs. Mm. I was like, maybe, maybe one day I'll be an adult. <laughs> you was like, oh, <laughs> uniformity. You know, and, and have matching underwear underneath my cute clothes. Mm-hmm. One day. I'm still a college kid at heart where you just <laughs> throw on whatever's clean. But... <laughs> Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% of your first order, you guys. Go to thirdlove.com slash friendzone now to find your perfect finding bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash friendzone for 15% off today, you guys. Take advantage. They're so comfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, ready for this week's episode? We're about to jump in. We're going in in cold. (laughs) All right, so here's the backstory. So, you guys knew that I was. I've been working on this project for a while. Oh yeah. And my biggest theme this year, 
and a little bit of last year was to break out of the lone wolf programming, which is the idea that you can do everything by yourself. And if it's going to get done right, it's only going to get done if you do it by yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. I wanted to break out of that mentality because it look at the show that we're doing together. Um, my tour I'm doing with other people and the more I've worked with other creatives the more I've expanded so I'm seeing the positives of delegating and uh, teamwork and not doing Dustin's <laughs> face I wish y'all could see it <laughs> but you know sometimes <laughs> when you give um, people an opportunity based on potential and not experience, but potential because, you know, ecosystems are very important to me. I believe if I have an opportunity to do something great and I see someone who could um, take advantage of the opportunity and use it to propel themselves and add it to their portfolio or their resume, I'm always going to think of how to bring them in. Long story short, it tanked. <laughs> they buckled under the pressure of the project completely ruined it for lack of a better way to explain it um and it has completely fallen on me so everything that got ruined now it looks like it's my fault because the company i was working with they don't care about that person right. they care about me because i'm who they did the deal with so it's really devastating something that was really important to me and i'm kind of grappling with not going back into my turtle shell you know and mm -hmm. reactivating that software be of, like see i told you you know this is why i in the first place fighting yeah. not going back to that mentality cuz i'm like this is life it's not going to work every time you work with people sometimes it won't and sometimes people will let you down even when you give them an amazing opportunity and it's not my fault so the person you know, when I called them to tell them, like, we just not going to work well together. Like, this is just not what I was hoping for. And, you know, they apologized to me. Um, and after we got off the phone, I started thinking about apologies. And I was like, why is it that that apology didn't do anything for me? <laughs> and then it got me thinking, like, when someone does something to you, right? Or something that's to you, but something that just, like, doesn't work for you. And they apologize. Do you ever do you ever take note of what it is that you need to feel uh what's the word I'm looking for? To feel like you can get past it. You know what I mean? Like mm. so I started looking up because I was like that, you know, he said sorry. Like what more did I want? And I was talking about it with Maya. Shout out to Shameless Maya. And then she was like, yeah, like what more is it that you want outside of him just apologizing? And so I started, of course, me looking it up. And did you guys know that they're just like there are love languages, there are also apology languages. Mm, I did not know. Tell me more. <laughs> and I was like, I knew it because to be honest with you, Yes, when someone says sorry when they fuck up, I, I'm like, okay, good, that's fine. But a lot of the time, sorry doesn't mean anything to me. You know right. how there's some people that need to hear it and, like, you could do anything to fix what it got fucked up and some people just want to hear you say sorry. Like, mm -hmm. that's all that matters to them. And then I realized with me, I need you to fix it. Like, I don't even want to hear you say sorry. Just fix it. And it almost ties into my love language, which is acts of service. I'm the kind where if I come home and the house is clean or you did the dishes or, you know, you threw the trash out or cooked, 
acts like that make me feel loved and safe. And I realize that apologies for me kind of have to feel the same way. If you fucked up, I need you to fix it. I don't need you to call me and be like, you know, I'm. would you ever forgive me? Don't ask me if I'll forgive you. That's another thing. Like, I don't like being asked that. I want to see how either you're not going to repeat the behavior. What do they say? The best apology is change, mm-hmm. you know? And so I started looking. But I'm, before I read to you guys what the apology languages are, because, of course, I'm going to have you guys take the quiz at some point. Oh, my God. Maybe after and then for next week's okay. recap, you'll tell your results. But when someone... <laughs> <laughs> When someone does something fucked up, that there's no way around it, they fucked up, what can they do to get you to feel better and forgive them? What is your apology language? Can they just say sorry and you move on? No. <laughs> and that's just me being honest. What and do you mean? I think that for me, an apology needs to be sincere. And my my measure or my meter of gauging the sincerity of it is if you you can tell immediately based upon somebody's tone, based upon the way that they deliver the apology, whatever. I need you to understand why I was affected the way that I was in the first place. And that's what I seek in your apology it's not the the function of you saying the words that you're sorry right because to me like i've been in the position where i've had to apologize for things before and i feel like if you understand that you need that you owe a person an apology i feel like you have a responsibility to convey to the person that you understand the error of your ways because that is the only thing that can really satisfy the person aside from like a corrective action but when it when it becomes an issue that could potentially impact like your relationship with someone that's important to you they need to know that you understand, especially if you get where you fucked up, they need to know that you get where you fucked up. Right. In order for them to have something to be able to piece themselves back together with. And I think that if you have enough sense to know you owe somebody an apology, that's kind of the responsibility you have in your apology and in issuing it. Because it's not just saying the words I'm sorry for the sake of saying it and for me personally that's like a trigger somebody saying I'm sorry to me and not meaning it but just for the sake of saying an apology well if I if that hurts you I'm sorry for that or whatever that kind of shit that's how you get your mouth rocked you know what I'm saying like I can't when they say like I'm sorry for <clears throat> making you feel that way yeah or none that of that matters that right. I don't give a fuck about you issuing an apology for the sake of we need to have a mutual understanding here that so that is what I seek in an apology, and also when I have had to give apologies because I be fucking up. So like you know right, what I yeah. mean. That that I've always felt like that's my job in the apology, and so when somebody owes you one, I kind of feel like they should want to make you feel some sort of ease. So you know what word. I mean. Yeah, it is your work. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Asante? There are times where I felt like sorry was enough. But I don't think it necessarily has to be. Like, I'm not one of those people that I feel like I need closure. But I used to be one of those people that did need or sought, like, constant acknowledgement. So if you could, at the very least, be like, look, I'm sorry. Like, at the very least, to me, that used to be like, you know what, that's enough. Like, at the very, if you could get to this point to say that, because I know it's hard for some people to even realize that they did do something. So to make them get to a point to realize what it is, 
it's something that I didn't want to do before. Like I wasn't really sure how to navigate or if I even wanted to navigate that because then it feels like doing more work with some some people sometimes. But then it's not like I need sorry all the time. Like sometimes people do fuck up and it's like, all right, well, the fuck up happened. So how am I going to move forward? Like, am I going to move forward with this person? Are we going to talk about this? Are we not going to talk about this? We're just going to keep going. Like I'll just try to figure out how to move forward. I don't really need another person to tell me that they're sorry unless they actually truly feel that. And if they feel that, like, responding through action is always the best way. Amen. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I like your shoes. Those are really dope. Thank you. Did you Those just see your shoes? You right? know I love the yellow. And you know they have they came with yellow laces, too, so I still had to, like, change them out. Yeah. I wonder when I'm going to do the yellow laces. moment. <laughs> sorry, y'all. <laughs> oh, my um, God. That was, like, the first time y'all ever commented on my shoes like that. Oh, <laughs> They're really cute. <laughs> um, another thing too is that I would I have the tendency to be like, well, what are you sorry for? Because that's a way to catch people sometimes. Where if they don't have an, uh, to me, it should come automatic. And granted, this is how I apologize. It doesn't mean that people will always apologize this way back. You know, like right, clearly right, they right. have different apology languages, and most likely someone will apologize to you the way they expect to be apologized to. But if I fuck up, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is what I did, acknowledging what I did, acknowledging how it made you feel, giving you room to express how you feel so that I can understand how you feel. Like, I want you to know that I'm listening, that, like, I'm holding space for you to feel how you're feeling without me telling you that you're wrong for it or trying to, like, get over it really quickly, you know, like... I want you to feel loved and and supported, even if I fucked up. So I always make room for conversation. I think conversation is what's important to me so that we Mm. can, like, see where we're both at. Is there anything that I can do? Like, that's always my thing. What can I do to make you feel better? If I can see what would make you feel better, I would do it automatically, too, without even having to ask. Because sometimes you ask and people are like, just leave me alone, you know, Mm -hmm, because they're irritated, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. I understand, too. Um, but it's the conversation aspect. And I realized when I got off the phone with the person, it was just, it wasn't dismissive. Like he was like, sorry, like that's it. But it just, like you said, energetically, the tone didn't feel genuine. He just felt like all he needed to do was apologize. Right. Didn't even take in the fact about like how, how it affected the you. the gravity of, of his error. Like I didn't hear in his tone, like, I'm so sorry that this project that means so much to you. And you know what? Like You know what I mean? And to, and and I yes. know we're talking about yeah, absolutely. And I know we're talking about like, you know, personal, but like even on a business note, like it's well, kind that of is business cuz it's not personal. Yeah. I know, but so what I'm saying is like even like on a business side, it's kind of weird that the person wouldn't think like um, let me give myself like a, a, a Yelp review. Like after this experience, have I rectified the situation to where any of these people would want to work with me again? Or like, what does that look like for me? To, or to even think about that, right. to kind of just be like, all right, an apology happened. I'm moving forward. And then just fuck it. It's kind of like dumbfounding when you're an artist. You know what I'm saying? Trying that's to make connections. Because, that's because there, there was a lack of humility on their behalf. Right. When you are in a position that you owe a person an apology, you have to surrender to being in that position, which means you have to be humble. Not fake humble because you can tell that immediately oh, within the first five seconds of whatever or the first five words if it's a text. <laughs> okay? But you really have to legit like humble yourself and realize you're in the wrong 
and have a complete understanding of the situation. That's why I would rather you not even apologize. Thank you. If you I'm don't feel same. like that, just leave me just alone. Leave it alone. Like, if you don't feel like that, to me, an apology is a gesture that's made in an effort not really to right or wrong, but to move forward. Right. It's an acknowledgement, mm-hmm. and it's a it's an opportunity for you to be humble and to literally refill whatever you've taken out of the relationship. Right. And so if you don't look at it like that, I don't really see a path to, like, success or peace moving forward and that's exactly why you left that conversation feeling empty because there was nothing replaced and the person obviously was not humble enough they were still probably super embarrassed because i I know who the person is they were super embarrassed yeah um but but there's a maturity that needs to exist in order for you to be able to say I messed up and I'm okay with being subjected to the consequences and I really want this person to know that I acknowledge this. You have to be in a place of humility to even admit that. And if you can't, it really like it really it hinders your progress, like your growth. It stunts your growth as a person. So that's yeah. why you felt like that. And it was also a learning process for me. I mean in several ways, but in regards to this conversation about apology languages Like you say, you know who the person is. And I know in my heart of hearts that Mm -hmm. the person is embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I know that he feels like, fuck, you know, uh, I let her down. This could have been really great. It could have been a long-term investment for the both of us. And, you know, he very well could not have had the words. He could have not known what to say. But then there was a part of me, you know, the empathetic part that was thinking all of these things but I did catch myself because the old me would have tried to cater Mm-mm. to that. You know, naturally, mm. like I always try to cater to people's inability to communicate. And I usually uh, overextend myself in their direction in hopes that they'll meet me. But I've learned now at this age I can't do that anymore because mm. look at what I'm saying, over extending and that's where that has to stop for me so there was that small part of my brain that felt bad for two seconds because i could hear him kind of like over the phone i could feel emotionally that he's just like i don't know what the fuck to say but i didn't pull him in towards me i just was like you don't know what to say this is your lesson to learn to figure out what What to to say. say and that comes from you humbling yourself right and acknowledging the fact that you messed up Especially, you brought up a great point, Asante, when you referenced the fact that this was business-related. Looking at it through that lens, period, you you need to be like, okay, here's where the error was made. This falls on me. Let me go ahead and correct that so that my professional reputation isn't Isn't affected as much. Because it is affected, but not as much. And if you can't even put that together or if you can't swallow your – because that person, like I said, we're not dragging them. No. But they know. They know that they should have swallowed their pride and made that right. They know it. Mm -hmm. And if you couldn't do that, if you couldn't force yourself to do that based on the merit that this impacts your professional reputation alone, if that wasn't enough motivation to muster up, you know what I mean, the strength to, like, let go of your pride, then you got to fix that part. Right. Like, whatever that is. Because when you fuck up, you know you fucked up. You know it was on you. And if you care, you do what you need to do to make it as right as you can make it. And that, and that brings me to my next point, because the reality is he can't fix it. 
Right. This is on me at this point, which is the hardest part because I am mm. taking on the full brunt of the consequences and he kind of just gets to be like, it didn't work. And you know, on. off to the next thing and I have to suffer some severe financial, creative relationships. Like, a, it's right. a lot that... That you have to try to A lot of repair. blowback, yeah. right, that I'm trying to figure out. So how do you apologize to someone? And this is, you know, us putting ourselves in his shoes... When you can't fix what you fucked up, like what are the next steps? The um, for for me in a situation where you have no real options like that to correct that acknowledgement is what you can get the message, uh, the proper messaging through, right? Like if you acknowledge, yeah, this person still has not acknowledged fully what has taken place right. right they have not acknowledged the ramifications they have not acknowledged the impacts they have not even acknowledged the actual literal actions which they clearly know and so because of that you're stuck in one place no they can't go back i mean they could but let's be real they're not right. that's not going to happen so there's there's really nothing that this person can do but if they cared about you feeling like or about you understanding that they understood, they would at least acknowledge. And if they won't do that, there's nothing they can do. It's, to me, there's no choice but to move away from that person in whatever capacity you were in with them. Oh, yeah. I mean, no turning back at this point. What do you think when you can't fix it? Like, what do you do? And you can't sleep with them either. Because <laughs> that's option C and D. <laughs> Catch it. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> and this isn't business, personal, no, friendships. Right. Like, when you can't fix it, how do you fix it? <laughs> I hate to be Craig David, but... I'm walking away. <laughs> like, you know, like... And you got them shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm walking away quickly. And, and in style. <laughs> No, you know, like... Tyler Perley. I know. <laughs> Tyler Perley, 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 Perley. Okay. Um, That's in your vernacular now. Yes. That, that, was, that was amazing. That was a great Thank one. Thank you so much, yes. you guys. Classic forever. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like sometimes I don't necessarily believe time heals all, but I do feel like at the very least space does save you like some shit like putting some distance in between because if you can't fix it then you might as well just not be around unless you can make yourself useful like we agreed and not to be rude but like that's just kind of what it is like if i see like okay very small note you know because we had a stale loan last week um i've been catching up on some uh, or i've been re-watching and trying to catch up on like the newest uh, season of steven's universe and there's an episode where um one of the uh gems she likes to fuse with the other gym, right? And so she was completely fucking shit up on purpose to fuse, and they found out. And so then the girl got mad, or well, Estelle's character got mad and was like, you know, bitch, we ain't fusing no more since she was using me, <laughs> pretty much. So the other girl, like, you know, after found they found out she a fraud, she was trying to make shit up, like, by, like, being overly proactive and useful, but it was making shit worse. So it was kind of like she was just in the way at that point until they reached a point, you know, where Estelle was stuck with her ass and then she apologized, like, for real and was, like, telling her, like, what it really was. So I feel like sometimes when people have time and if that time is, like, years and then something happens to them and they get burned somehow and then they call you up and they're like, yo, I know you probably don't even give a fuck about this shit, but, you know, something really bad happened to me and I see exactly what I did to your ass and I can't believe I did that shit and I'm completely sorry. Like, not that, that, not that that makes me feel better when stuff like that happens, but it is kind of like a relief, like, 
well, I'm glad I didn't hold on to the shit and like try to make your life a living hell for you to get to this point. But, you know, I'm doing good. And, you know, I hope you can do good after your little lesson. You know what I'm saying? Your little lesson. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't ever want to continue to be in bad spaces with people because I feel like because I don't want somebody to apologize to me because I feel like (coughs) you deserve to apologize to me. Like I want you to know that you have to make something right and just to do that if that's what you feel like you need to do. So I don't want it to be like a forced thing. Yeah. That girl's name must have been, um, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. But just a note. Um, dialing a little bit back to Stevie, t- excuse me, Universe. Steven's Universe. Steven Universe. Iron- sorry, Steven Universe, which ironically is not about Stevie Wonder's universe because I had a lot of questions. Oh. But moving on, okay, so- I was going to be like, so this is a, well, never mind. It's a podcast. <laughs> but anyway. Estelle's character is Garnet. <laughs> so the girl the who was fucking shit up, that must have been Cubic Zirconia. Oh, okay. No, it was Pearl. Pearl, oh, okay. Pearl was fucking shit up. And you know, more importantly and randomly on the side, Estelle's character Garnet is two different gems put together. So it was really mm. extra fucked up that Pearl kept trying, like wanting to fuse with her because Garnet was already two gems fused, fused. And they want like it was it's a really long, like beautiful story. Like they wanted to fuse I together. Gotta you got it, you gotta I know. But you know what it is? Are you still in the first season? Mm-hmm. And I rewatched because the first season was where I was like, I didn't watch all this season because I skipped ahead to like three and four. But um, the first season is kind of slow in the first, like, maybe 10, 15 episodes. But once you start to get more in the story of his mom and then the other gems. Okay, like, so I just got to keep pushing. Yeah, All yeah. right. I'll stick with it. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Learned about like, apologies on Steven Universe. I mean, you know, this is lessons on so many levels. Because on a business level, it's like, and I want to have an episode about this too. You know, with ecosystems, what gets tricky is picking people over potential, uh, potential, I should say, over experience because we want to give our people resources and opportunities. You know, I feel like that's our job. Yeah. But at the expense of your career, Ooh. I don't know. You know, that's where. Not s- only do you not know, you don't think so. Right. <laughs> no, but that was a lesson to, for me to learn. Yeah. But to some degree, you have Shit. to think so now that you're saying it because when you mention it, I do have to wonder like, is there like a level of. There has to be some room for error you allow people to have. Right. And like. When you want them to learn and grow. And- right. And, and so when you talk about ecosystem, I think. Um, I think to myself, like, if I was in a fucking, like, collective, like, let's, like, I always think about, like, random shit, like, you know, Father and them, like, how he has these, like, all these different artists he looks after and does, like, a house and shit like that. Like, I think to myself, like, what if, you know, you invest in one of these artists and then they shit flop, so then you don't waste all this time on them. Do you at that point say, all right, bitch, you cut? Or do you, like, give them, like, <laughs> another, like, record or, like, some more time? Or do you just make them wait in the back until, you know, they have enough money to come back to them? Like, how do you even decide to be able to do shit like that? So when you t- think, you're thinking about, like, forgiveness and stuff like that, and not even that that needs to be forgiven, but sometimes you'll argue with someone in a creative control to, like, want something, then you get it, and then you're kind of wrong about it. And, like, how do you rectify that? Or you like, pick what? Rihanna instead of Tiana, Tierra Marie like they did. Oh, That's my how God. you fix it. You pick a winner and roll with it. That's what you do. <laughs> okay, but let's say you but let's say you Look pick at Tierra the, Marie. We're going to get on her ass yeah, later. We, 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 we got to oh, no. Baby, I got a slice of pie that. for Tierra Marie tonight. So, yeah. But go ahead. Because, you know, when you work at a, a job, like, I remember working at Shake Shack, you have, like, and you work the register, you have a room for error. So, like, if you're George, you're off by, like, $5. If you're off by, like, $10 in a month, like, bitch, your ass is getting written up. But, like... If your ass is off by like thirty, you know, forty dollars, okay, you just flat out fired. 
Like, Damn. what's the kind of like room for error on that? You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and that's why I want to, I want to have an episode about our ecosystems because we talk about it and kind of glorify it. But there are the cons too, right. you know, of taking chances. I've been lucky, like let's say my tour manager who has never managed a tour before mine, that was a big chance that I took. But I also knew that it was her dream to do that. Take a chance on And me. she's been fantastic. And it's gotten to a point where I'm already referring her to other tours and mm-hmm. making, she's, making sure she's propped once we're done with our tour to continue on with her career using us as fuel, which was the whole point. Mm. You know, so there are times where the person might not have the experience, but you see the vision, you see the tenacity, and you know that they can get it done. So that's why, like, it's tricky. And this is growing pains. This is growing pains. But the apology factor, I think, the reason I wanted to touch on it was because outside of just business, I think it's important to know what apologies mean to you and what they look like so that you can verbalize them. Because I think, you know, outside of the bigger damage of this project and what's happened, It was a a lesson for me in that moment when we hung up the phone because I did feel uneasy and it had me have that larger conversation of, well, what could he have done to make you feel better after all of this? You know, and it got me thinking about when I am a little bit rigid, if people mess up, like, what do I expect them to do? You know, like, people are human. What do you expect them to do sometimes? Not fuck up. Well, yeah, ideally. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, sometimes you have to ask yourself, am I being ridiculous right now? Am I accepting? Am I expecting more than a human can even do at this point? You expecting Superman to just bust through? And, you know, like sometimes I think you have to ask yourself, what the hell do I want this person to do? You know what I always think of when someone cheats and you keep them and stay and stay with them. And then it's like. You're being mean to them forever after that. It's like, well, what do you want him to do after this? Die. <laughs> this is completely Twice. unrelated. But like side to what you've been saying, like a lot of the emotions that you feel, I don't know why. It just made me think about being at my old job at the restaurant and like when people, when their money would come up missing, like how like they would have to either, you know, when money would come up missing, there were a plethora of ways you could handle it. And I remember being like, you know, why ain't you know, working on this shift until... I get my money back. I don't care how it happened. And so managers will, you know, try to take some comps and meals or whatever the fuck they needed to do to To give me my money. And I would be happy that I would have my money back. But then I would also be like, well, I know you motherfuckers are some one of y'all is stealing. (laughs) So, like, I'm looking at all y'all crazy now. But then I thought about the people that wouldn't do none of that shit and would just have to work the rest of their shift with their money missing and then just be like, like, you know, do I want to stay here and put up with this shit because these motherfuckers are stealing and I'm ass out this money? Or do I just want to quit this bitch and go do like be somewhere I really want to be? Like, so when you were just talking about all this stuff, like, am I crazy right now? Like, it's all these like checks and checks on checks right. that you have to give yourself when other people are doing shit. Right. Um, and that's the funniest part that here <laughs> I am dissecting my reaction to someone's fuckery. But I also always, because I'm constantly in, you know, home improvement, always under construction, I just wanted to make sure that, because at the end of the day, I was the one left feeling uneasy. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of examine that uneasiness, like, okay, what's going on here and how do we fix this? Because you don't have time right now, like, to be stewing with this. Like, I wanted to just work through it, get through it, so I could figure out how to fix what got messed up since they couldn't fix it. But it just got me really thinking, like, I, I, you know, sometimes... I think when people fuck up, um, and even when I fuck up, it's like, I don't know what I want people to do. (laughs) Like, I had to really sit with that. Um, But for me, I really realized that it is acts of service. I just want you to fix it. You know, like, 
Don't apologize. Don't ask me for forgiveness. I don't know why that annoys me. Like, what is that? Don't ask me. Do you forgive me? I need you to well, it's irritating, me. and it's also especially if it's not going to change anything in the, in this moment. Don't make me have to be nice to you. Like, don't don't try to force me to to, to react to you, you differently right. right now because you know I'm fucking pissed off. But you know, if you ask me, do I forgive you? I'm gonna be a, a dick if I'm like, no, nah, bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you have to say yes. I forgive you. I just need some time. Don't nobody. This ain't the young and the restless. <laughs> Don't nobody want to do that. Don't say that shit to me. Okay. Right. And that's just it. And beyond that, as as an apologizer, okay, apologizer. I know what it's like. So I, I have definitely established some expectations, which probably are unfair when it comes to apologies, because I know what it's like to mean it. So I know if you do or you don't. And if you don't, I feel like you're trying to call me stupid. And so now we have a new problem mm. that won't be solved by apologies. It'll be solved by as beatings. <laughs> So that's why I try to stay away from it. I just try to stay away from the drama, period. And you mentioned, this is good, you mentioned that you were aware of Mm -hmm. what your apology language is. Mm -hmm. Is this something you verbalize to people? Like, do you make it clear, like, when you fuck up, X, Y, and Z is what needs to be done for me to feel better? Or do you just expect them to figure it out? I feel like the things that I have, the expectations that I have, even though I, I understand that it's not a good thing to have them, I feel like they're something that can be realized through basic like common sense and I feel like it's not a complicated process for you to understand what you did and the impact of it and acknowledge it and for you to also understand how I was affected by it because I would only get upset about something that would be very clear you know what I mean right so I don't give a fuck <laughs> you're supposed to know I go for everybody like you know what I'm saying like for on that level if I'm gonna get that upset about something that means you matter and if you matter we know each other you already know like you know I mean I guess that's interesting it's like yeah. if we're meant to be together maybe you should have the emotional intelligence to figure out how to fix this that's that the way I would have written it yes okay. friend. that's interesting that's <laughs> an interesting way of putting it what about you do, uh, do you make it clear what your apology language is I do not do you know what your apology is I do not <laughs> mine is one republic it's too late to apologize <laughs> I think late. the so like I think we've talked about this before like I just remember when I was younger my mom used to always like as sweet as she is she's the sweetest person hi mom you know <laughs> Mom, I love you. Love you. <laughs> now, you know, fast forward through this part. <laughs> she used to always say to us, cause, uh, well, which is really funny thinking back now about what I'm about to say. Because when I was younger, I used to always want to be at the damn house. Like, you know, kids, I always needed to go out the house for something. But my mom used to always want to be like, like, I don't know why you always trying to leave the house. Like, them kids ain't really your friends. or Like, not in that sense, but like, you know, you always trying to do more for the people out there. You trying to do it at home. Like, you don't want to be here with your sister or nothing like that. Like, basically staying your ass being bad. And I was like, all right, fine. But um, now I think to myself, like, how crazy it is that I, I'm always, like, trying to be at home. But I never think to myself, um, I just never think about, like, what it means when people do disappoint me. Because I remember my mom always telling me, like, that people pretty much ain't shit. Like, that's, like, when she would say, you know, you are out there trying to rip around them streets with them people, like, you know, when the people fuck you over, like, you know, who gonna be there? Like, you know, family. And that was the point she was always trying to make. And so when people, like, would let me down, I would kind of be like, well, my mom told me, like, <laughs> this would happen. She told me this would happen. <laughs> yes. So, like, now, like, when, like, shit happens and I get disappointed or whatever, like, I kind of just 
have to make amends myself. Like, all right, well, I have to move forward. Like, I always have to figure right. out some sort of way to move forward, like, within myself, within my own. And when people do, like, come, and that's why I say there's some sort of acknowledgement, I'm kind of like, all right, the acknowledgement is enough. Like, yo ass know that you did something, so fine. But, like, I've, I'm already over it. So. So. Right. Right. Tie in. Mm-hmm. So since your apology language is, like, through your mom, then maybe in situations like that, you but it's say, not an apology language. But well, it is per what you just said, right? That you think about like your mom telling you, preparing you for those moments where you had to deal with that kind of disappointment that would kind of beget an apology. Mm-hmm. So that's the language we're gonna use for this moment. Okay. And so being I'll that that being said, then in response to the behavior, you could tell the other person, "Yo, mom." No, oh, gosh. <laughs> right? I knew it. I was like, so What's then the maybe setup? your apology language is saying to people. Your mama, you know when what? they offend you and should give you an apology, but don't have the language to do it. <laughs> the fucked up part is I can't even disagree with Dr. this. Dr. Dustin. There it is. And, and, and to tie your in for mama. the doctor, Dr. Heavenly makes t-shirts that say your mama on them. I'm dead. So when he said that, I was thinking, damn, and I just wanted to get that t-shirt. <laughs> so, your mama. But, I, you know, but I love that when I asked you if you have an apology language, you're like, I don't even know. Don't. And and that's the same thing with me. I think that's why in that moment I was like, this is good. This is an audit. You know, I right. love audits because right. as much as we want to have more um, easeful relationships with people, I think a lot of the times our expectations for other people can be a little bit high, which isn't bad. But you just have to make sure that you're being fair and, you know, understanding and also if I have an expectation of someone, are they aware of that expectation? Do we know how to communicate through these expectations? Mm. People aren't psychic. And I think in that moment, obviously, I use that as a learning lesson just for my relationships with people, period. So it's not just on him. I don't want it to be a thing where right. like, this whole show is about him. But it's more so me realizing, like, in that moment, I was angry and I felt disrespected. I felt dismissed, like he was dismissive. Um, but I also didn't make clear what it was that I needed in that moment. You know, besides it being for him or for anyone, I just realized, like, I need to be more vocal from now on. Like, this is what's going to make me feel better. And then it's their choice to participate or not. You know, they could be like, okay, I want to do something to make you feel better, or they could not. Maybe I am clear then, because I always let people know up front, like, I like nice feet. Oh my god. You know god. what I mean? And so you're like, I you really need thought to, he was coming with me. So maybe I am clear. He's very clear about that. <laughs> maybe. Clear as the. Polish. And you know what was sweet? I, like, I had a moment where I was just overwhelmed. Um, like you said about people disappointing, I've always had that mentality just from childhood as well, and just <laughs> people and adults that have disappointed me continuously. Mm-hmm. So it's taken a lot of work for me to be at the point I am now where. I believe in people. I want to work with people. I want to, obviously, I'm auditing myself so that my relationship with people can be healthier and clearer and work. And this is not just me working on myself, but me working for the greater good and the collective. Um, But, you know, it's hard. I'm human. So when things happen like that, it it made me really sad because I was like, this is so unnecessary. This could have been something so awesome. Like, why would this happen? I kept asking God, like, Khalid started why to play in the happening? background. Right. Did you? I hate you so much. You right know, now. like, it was that feeling of this is something really nice and great and for a good cause. And my intention was pure hearted and it was heart based business. And 
I just wasn't understanding why this would go left like that to the point where, like, I don't even want to see this person. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, it just turned into a disaster. You got to start letting it out, friend. You got to start letting it out through <laughs> vulgarity and cuss words. <laughs> I just had a conversation with Asante the other night about, and this one will help you, right, mm-hmm. about the impact and the the weight of the phrase, with your stupid ass, or your <laughs> dumb ass. You know, sometimes in like arguments, you can follow things up with that. And I'm you telling you, friend, it'll get it. Now imagine, dial back, because I know this person, so we can say this. <laughs> so dial back, friend, to that phone conversation. And the end of that apology, you say, Nigga, you out your mind. Yo, with your stupid ass, your dumb ass did not show you didn't. And you know, you get into the details. With your stupid ass, friend, that that may be a tactic. He probably would have been like, what? <laughs> Yeah. But, friend, think about how good you would have felt. <laughs> think about the easefulness you would have had afterward. So, you know, it's just something to think about. That's why I want our listeners, just like we still have to examine ours. I think it's important to figure out, especially if you have a husband, a wife, a partner, Some whoever you're kids. living with, roommates, kids, coworkers, most yes. importantly, because I think they're the biggest boundary mm-hmm. crossers. Parents. Parents. It's, you know, it's important to figure out what does an apology feel like to you, you know, and make that clear so that people have the opportunity to not piss you off and to not hurt you. Disappointments are going to happen. That's part of life. But let's figure out how ways to communicate how to work through them so we're not sitting there stewing in the disappointments and not getting past them so that we could like keep it moving to the next day. And before we leave, I just want to say the five apology languages, I want you guys to go on growingself.com because they have the quiz for it. Um, and really quickly, the five main ones is expressing regret. And this apology language focuses on the emotional hurt you've experienced from the other person's actions or behavior. So that means I'm sorry goes a long way for you. When someone is expressing regret, you feel that they're expressing the guilt and the shame they feel for hurting you or for causing your pain. So you're not looking for the next step in how to fix the problem. You're looking for the person who hurt you to own the emotional hurt that they've caused. Mm. So that's the expressing regret. Do you think that that's yours? Yes. (laughs) The second one is accepting responsibility. This apology language requires the person apologizing to admit that they were wrong and accept responsibility for their wrongdoing. It says this can be difficult for us to do as it is challenging to admit to your mistakes, especially if those mistakes have caused severe pain to someone else. However, if this is your apology apology language, you are looking for a genuine apology that accepts responsibility, does not make attempts to make excuses or justifications. For the apology to feel genuine, you need the person to simply say, I am wrong, without further explanation. So this one Mm. is applicable to, like, impotence. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. And to be honest, this, to I know for a fact that this is not. No, he didn't say shout out to impotence. <laughs> right? <laughs> what the fuck? Where are you right now, Justin Ross? <laughs> there we go. I'm dead. This one I so don't it, connect with because telling me I am wrong without further explanation doesn't no. work for me. Like, but however. Yes, you need to do this too. Go ahead. What's the next one, friend? But this is why this is good. Look, yes. Because I know that and. one ain't mine. Right. So, for this one, my official one is yes. The third one is genuinely repent. 
This apology language focuses on how the person apologizing will modify their behavior in future similar situations. Not only is there a genuine apology for the pain caused, but also verbalization for the desire to change. Genuinely repenting takes an extra step towards change as you need to hear the person express that they want to change and hear them set realistic goals for how they will make those changes. So unlike expressing regret, you are looking for the next step and how your partner will ensure that this does not happen again. That one's mine. See, this one is mm. a no for me because I'm really? thinking lying. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't even be able to have your thoughts that organized right You're now because right. you should I want me that. to just understand that it you sounds feel like bad. the plan of action happened yeah, too fast. You, you lying. <laughs> and this is you lying. Like, uh-uh. So this one for me, I'm sorry. And I really thought I was going to be multilingual. <laughs> but for this one, it's a no. You know what? That's actually a really good point because it will also make me think, and I don't know if this is because I'm insecure about it, but it'd be like, have you said this before? You know, like, why did you come up with this so quickly? You've done this before and you didn't change. Okay, you didn't learn. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. See, and I'm not trying to encourage you to be no, negative. No, 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 but, but this like, is important because friend, we're working through it. <laughs> I'm saying, dog, it's like we both know, okay? The, <laughs> the fourth one is make restitution. This apology language requires justification or explanation for the person's wrongdoing. If this is your apology language, you want to hear from your partner that they still love you, even after feeling hurt. There are many ways to what? make restitution. Listen, this is some people's love language. <laughs> to feel loved after an apology, your pers- your partner must meet your love language to make restitution. Essentially, you're looking for assurance that your partner still cares for you and is attempting to assure you by meeting your needs in the ways that are most important to you. So this one is like for after you, like say your partner cheats on you and then you take them back, but like, you get pregnant and have a baby. I was and let just these about to say, know, like, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? And I got the baby. That's like, what or this they one marry is. you yeah. and you know, to let you know, like you're still, you're still the main. I don't know. That's always made me feel uneasy when stuff like that happens. <laughs> I feel like this is a true measure of a person's ability to finesse. And now, so for this a one, I'm not are... going to say <laughs> no. Because I feel like if a true, if you're really sincere in your apology and got game, this is your time to shine. Oh, that, that's what it sounds like. You know like. how many men are taking notes right now? So, like, okay, man, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is your time to really show your ability to pay attention to detail and pull it off effortlessly. So if you can do this, accept this, I don't feel like is always necessarily a bad thing. Right. I feel like there's a way you can do this. As this, I feel like, is more applicable to, like, romantic relationships and failure yeah. in that way. I know I cheated it a lot. It didn't work I mean, for me, though. I don't, I I don't I need you right to, back. like, tell me that you love me and no, still care. Like, no. that doesn't, to me, there's no connection. So now like, I'm going to show you that I'm going to get right back for real. And buy me a car. No, and no. pulls our keys to a house. But right. you can create a moment, though, in your apology. You can be like, I'm so sorry. And then they're like, come on, take a ride with me. They know your schedule, right? Y'all get in the car go to the airport this nigga fly you to Vermont y'all lamping in like a dope ass house Listen in the mountains <laughs> and he's like babe I'm just sorry and I just wanted to make you smile today so we here for the day and tonight and I just whatever damn you want, Dustin you. don't do this see what I mean so this is where <laughs> you can work, and it's I not think. insincere right it would be like literally them showing you like I love you through this right because I want to make you happy I'm really sorry I oh made my God, you unhappy why are you like the you apology for Nestor so that's cause well I got games so like that's what I mean but like this is an opportunity for 
You know what I mean? Right. For you to really show your stuff. Right. So this is like high level, you know. And here's the last one. Okay. Request forgiveness. This apology language is all about asking for forgiveness and giving your partner space to decide if they forgive you. If this is your love language, it is meaningful to you for your partner to actually ask for your forgiveness. Requesting forgiveness is much different than demanding forgiveness. The key Mm -hmm. to requesting forgiveness is to allow the hurt partner to make the final decision rather than forcing it upon them. By demanding forgiveness, you are taking away the sincerity if forgiveness is given. Mm, True. First of all, you ain't going to be around nobody that's demanding a forgiveness because who the fuck you talking to? Right. <laughs> so, so second of all, you know what I'm you saying? You owe me an apology. Right. <laughs> I, you going to forgive me. Like, I know I fucked up, but you going to forgive. What? So, no. Just no. Throw this one. Throw the yeah, whole the language away. This one, that's one yeah, thing no. that I'm learning. Like, I don't actually want you to ask me for forgiveness there's a weird part of me that feels like that's just so dated like it's almost like a script doesn't it feel Mm. like a script like i fucked up say sorry ask for forgiveness it's like the steps you gotta take like vows (laughs) (laughs) i do take these you know what i'm saying it's just like rote you know it's rote (laughs) but i do think you know i don't know i think the the genuinely repenting and like Dustin said do something it doesn't have to be something extravagant because men do that too I've had men that have like done all these extravagant things and then are still doing the same shit you know the next month and then it's like I don't need that I need the act of service to see that you're gonna change tell me how you're gonna change I do agree you may not have to say it on the spot because now you got me thinking like you thought that too fast I need you to work through your emotions I'm always going to keep you on game you hear me (laughs) no nigga formed against you shall prosper as long as I'm on the watch (laughs) but that's what I wanted today's hot button to be I just wanted people to you know I've seen people get angry and feel like an apology wasn't enough without expressing to their partner or the coworker, whoever it is they're going through this thing with what their apology looks like. And most importantly, do you even know what you want your apology to be? I think it's important for you to formulate that first through this conversation. Hopefully this taps into that so that you can better communicate that to people that disappoint you because guess what? It's going to happen. Shout out to, sorry, but you just triggered a memory in me when Mm -hmm. you said the word formulate. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my friend Brittany McQueen, who also goes by Mafia.com in Detroit. She used to call going to the bar and having drinks, like getting tipsy, formulating. (laughs) So so I used to be like, did you have fun at the bar? Oh, baby. She'd be like, oh, we going out tonight. We finna formulate. Oh, it's going to be good. (laughs) She would call it. Oh, baby, we formulated last night. She would say that. So shout out to (laughs) Mafia.com. Oh man, they used to be so funny. <laughs> Y'all are hilarious. And on that note, I think that's the perfect way to close it out. So that's it for this week's hot button. Something to think about. Yes, something to think about and apologize for if you owe a damn apology. Girl, this is my sorry for <laughs> 2004. <laughs> and I ain't gonna hey. mess up no more. Oh man, I need to play that all week. Today's episode is also brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. One night only. With three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential, 
Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Curves. They have three different ones? Uh, yeah, that's right. Which There's, ones do you have? I have the original, I believe. Well, I guess it's the classic since it's, you know, pre this uh, this destiny of all of these <laughs> models right here. Yeah, I got the classic too because that's what was appropriate for somebody like me. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's the original, which I assume to be our classics, the wave, and the essential. Mm. And so, like I said, these mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Right. The essential is the one that's for ass and inchel, inches. <laughs> so it's for people who are well endowed in the front and the back. The essential. I'm just kidding. Not to mention. That's filthy. The we love Casper. <laughs> That's filthy. And that had nothing to do with Casper. That was completely on us. <laughs> Me, to be exact. Not to mention, the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. And it's delivered right to your door in a small, how do they do that, sized box. With free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. But the best part is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-ed trial. After all, you spend one-third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. As we stated previously, we have Casper mattresses. The shit. <laughs> I mean, really. Basically. I, like I love my bed. Anybody that knows me knows I'm always talking about how I can't wait to get back to my bed. A bomb Casper mattress paired with that weighted blanket that oh, I just you know, got. I was just about to say, I, I know you've been having a hard time getting You know up. what? And, you know, I have to be a responsible adult and say, you know, what nights I'm going to use the blanket on. Because the bed, I already, like, naturally pass out when I'm sleeping on my bed. I, t- I was telling you about how embarrassed I was that I didn't have sheets on my bed for such a long time. <laughs> but I just kept falling asleep on the mattress itself. I was like, <laughs> the bed is bare naked. And I was just like, I'm going to put these sheets on at some point. But then I got sidetracked and... <laughs> Just a comfortable, comfortable map. Well, I model. haven't had any complaints from anyone that has been in my Casper mattress. Oh. So tell us more. <laughs> that on that. So get fifty dollars towards select mattresses by visiting Casper.com slash zone and using code zone at checkout. That's Casper.com slash zone. Offer code zone for fifty dollars off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. So let's jump into this week's I was going to say this week's hot button issue. All right, part two. This week's wellness segment. And I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm sorry. June. I'm sorry. July. Yeah. And in case I didn't tell you. All right, sorry. That's it. <laughs> Is that, you going to let that be the song? <laughs> yeah. An ode to Ruben Studder and his jerseys. <laughs> no, I don't know. The 205, 205 jerseys. I told you I saw him on a flight once. Mm-hmm. He was sitting in first class. He gave me that look like, how you doing? You'll be all right as all long right. as he don't sing to you. If he starts singing to you, you might have to hold on to that seat real quick. Okay. Okay. Because that's a singing nigga. They used to yes. call him the Velvet Teddy Bear. Yep, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I had me a, a 205 t-shirt. I went down to Alabama one Juneteenth and got me one. Woo, the Lakers. You went to Alabama on Juneteenth. <laughs> we went down to get a Ruben Juneteenth celebration. <laughs> and, and they were selling, his family was selling them t-shirts. And I bought one. Sold by his family, <laughs> layer four. amazing yeah. story. Yeah, I'm, I'm from the South. I love this. South. That's how I be down there. <laughs> so you guys know this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. yes. So important. So I had to highlight Lone, mm-hmm. who you guys know is they're like my family. That this is what happens when a collaboration goes right. Yes, Lord Jesus, beautiful people that have your back and you have theirs. We've been working together for six 
years now, almost going on seven. They're like my sisters at this point. Shout out to them. If you don't know who Lone is, they are a deodorant company that I've been using for many years, and they're also sponsors of my tour. So get familiar. They have been crucial to my development as a creative, especially within my wellness brand. Um, so I had to highlight them because they're always doing amazing work. But most importantly, if you buy one of their deodorants right now on their site, which is uh, I want to make sure I get the site right because they've changed it, is Lone by Lone Deodorant. Dot com. That's L-O-N-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, LoanDeodorant.com. If you buy one of their deodorants during the month of October, $1 of every deodorant sold will go to the Fred Hutchinson Research Foundation. It's the most progressive research cancer foundation in the U.S. so far because it's putting its focus on prevention. A lot of the times you'll read a lot of uh, journals, medical journals, and research studies that will say that, you know, they find parabens, which are compounds that are used to preserve as preservatives in deodorants, as well as well as aluminum compounds, which is what plugs in the sweat mm-hmm. on your armpits. Mm-hmm. It's what's in antiperspirants. It's like the most active ingredient. I'd be looking for that aluminum. Aluminum free, right? <laughs> oh, you want the aluminum? No you, wonder people be having that metal smell when they musty. Smell like <laughs> smell like foil and shit. You know, it's funny. They tell you that you aren't supposed to use like I think it's up to like eleven to twelve percent aluminum for deodorants, but mm-hmm. some of them contain up to like twenty five percent or more of that aluminum compound. Shit, I was like reading it. Well, yeah, scared. that's just so tricky because it's you know I understand, especially like in the summertime, people are like, girl, I don't want to sweat, and with a lot of these natural deodorants. It doesn't plug your sweat ducts the same way. So I understand when people are like, I give up. I'm not trying to have sweat spots because that aluminum does its job. You literally are like dust (laughs) under your underarms because there's no wetness, no moisture whatsoever. It doesn't allow any moisture to come to the surface. So I get it. But the problem with aluminum that has been the problem with the research, I should say, is that when it's applied frequently and left on the skin near the breast, it may be absorbed by the skin, obviously, and have estrogen-like hormonal effects. The problem with that is that estrogen can promote the growth of breast cancer cells. And some scientists have even suggested that aluminum-based compounds in antiperspirant contributes to the development of breast cancer. Mm. The tricky part is they have found that it may contribute, but they can't legally say that it causes it because they don't have exact evidence of it causing it. Same with the parabens. It has the same effect. They have found parabens in breast tumors... They have found them, but they don't have evidence that it has caused the cancer. You know what I mean? So that's the tricky part. So what I love about this Fred Hutchinson Research Center is that their focus is on finding the evidence. So that's no more like, oh, there's no evidence or we can't prove it. They're like, well, let's get donations to help us prove it because there have been too many linked cases and not enough research on what is the connection between aluminum and breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, in support of the research being done so we can stop having these uh, empty journals where they're like, oh, there's no link, or there is, or there isn't. It just seems to be a lot of back and forth, not enough study towards it. Every time you buy a deodorant, a dollar will go 
to the Fred Hutchinson Research Foundation. Which is a huge wow. contribution. Huge contribution, a whole dollar. Right. You know what I mean? I think it's like $9 for a bottle. So Loan is doing amazing work. Like that's a big chunk of their yearly budget, of the annual budget that's going towards this. This is how much it means to them. They're an amazing family. They've like become my family. So if you are interested in contributing for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, definitely buy a deodorant. It's the deodorant I use. You guys see me traveling with it all the time. I ain't never smelled you. <laughs> never. I've been using it for six years now. Jade even uses it. Maya uses it. All definitely my friends. Never. Right? All my non-smelly friends. Yeah. <laughs> never. So, you know, it definitely works. Obviously, everyone's chemical makeup is different. There have been maybe one or two people who are like, it didn't work for me. And that's fine. That's human. I'm not going to sit here and act like it's a perfect product that's going to work for everybody. Is it you <laughs> or is it the deodorant? <laughs> we'll <go ahead. laughs> you know, everyone's different. Yeah, uh-huh. Everyone's constitution is different. But I will say it's worth <laughs> trying if you're looking for a natural deodorant. Lone deodorant. That's L-O-N-E. Check them out. My personal fave is the Lavender Bold. Actually, anything within the bold line, I felt that it works the best. The lavender is just happens to be my favorite. The sea salt in it is amazing. That's like the odor-fighting ingredient. It also fights bacteria so that you don't have too much moisture. Um, it has lavender essential oil, frankincense, mm. a lot of really soothing minerals that help keep your skin healthy. Like one thing, I don't wax my underarms. I shave, which everyone knows if you're shaving, that can kind of cause discoloration over time and the stubble. But when you're using natural deodorants that have uh, minerals in them and ingredients like essential oils that are really soothing for the skin, your skin actually gets healthier. So it doesn't have Ooh. the same effect like the aluminum wood where it's plugging the ducts but also changing the appearance. Uh, many people have shown that their armpits tend to get darker over time. You know, just a lot of like negative effects outside of the cancer awareness, obviously, but, you know, vanity-wise. But something to look into Lone deodorant, check it out. I'm a huge fan of it. I've been using it for so many years. Um, like I said, a lot of our friends use it. And it's for a good cause this month. So if you're buying it, if you need to re-up, this month's the month to do it. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. Now let's jump into Mr. Music, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what you got for us this Mr. week? Music, I do all that I can. <laughs> um, I just want to talk a bunch of little random shit this week. <coughs> uh, so many different places to go. People drop music. Uh, Carter Five is out. Oh yeah, like, there's a lot of new music. Yeah, that's I'm like. There's a lot of shit that I could talk about. I'm trying to think of what I actually do care about. <laughs> um, super random side note, just because you weren't there for the conversation, me and Dustin were talking about Missy Elliott, and we had a really cool convo. Just how we wish she would come back in the game. And Ooh, ask friend a question. Okay, <laughs> Missy's back. She's signing people, and she's you know reintroducing her sound through these people. Who would you... Oh, go ahead. Just to clarify so that we can get the right yeah. answer from her. Okay, yes. Not even necessarily signing people, but kind of like curating albums for people. So she's picking artists to work with on a project-by-project yeah, project basis. Things. Like creating a, an album or a sound for artists. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Um. So, you know... It, so it, she's executive producing. Yeah. Remember it, that when you 
consider the feels. So, so in the realm of that, think about what she did for Monica back in the day. Um, think about what she did for. Did she do Nicole Ray's project or no? Hell so yeah. yeah. So yeah. So like, think about that. So like, now Missy's back. You know. And so I, what I was saying was I wish she would, you know, do a bunch of these artist projects as she's coming out with her shit and then, like, do a whole tour with these bitches or whoever she chooses. These so with, the, with that said, it's a bunch of new people out. Who would you want Missy to work with? Or you could even use people that have been out that you kind of want to see come back. Um, all sorts of stuff. Hmm. Do you want to tell her who we were thinking about just to start? We can. Okay, so. so I'll definitely say Ariana Grande. Mm. Ooh, damn! I think they would be awesome because I was surprised at how good Pharrell and Ariana were on this last album. Oh yeah, I thought they had great chemistry. I thought the songs were so fun. So imagine Missy and Ariana. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh! You can I've see been it, singing right? that shit. Yeah. You know, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> I was when you say that, I think about. You got a second I thought about when Pharrell. Um, That's probably why I'm saying Ariana in the first place. I've been singing it. Let the record reflect. We love the chorus to uh, what the fuck? No tears left to cry. Y'all sure do. We love that around these parts. Go y'all, ahead. Y'all sure do. Um, you know who would be really cool? Who? Bruno Mars and Missy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> y'all do not agree with that. Y'all. I just don't care about Bruno. Me really? either. But I feel like Missy would make me interested, right? Because I don't I dislike said, okay. his abilities, right? You know what Think I mean. Think of like if he stepped away from this like New Jack Swing thing he's doing and just like had a dope ass song with Missy where they're both dancing, just a fun party record. It's the hair for me. If he cut it, if he <laughs> oh got like, my God. I'm just gonna be honest. If he got like some three sixties. I think I can deal with this. <laughs> I don't know. I just, like, I see it. I, I hear it. I just don't. I'm just saying. I just, it's. like it's the hair. When, when Missy do it, yes, I'll be there for it. But, yeah. <laughs> with Missy, it ain't the hair. Because remember, she was bald-headed and she's a bitch. Mm, she was. So, who's so, a bitch? Who's the bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Diamond strawberry. Missy with um with some Afro beat artists like Wizkid. Okay, so we were saying Malik Berry, like oof. So it's funny that you said that because when we were talking right, about Missy doing that, I was saying how um it would be dope if you know Missy was with Monica. We said Monica, uh, Sierra, Sierra, New Monica, Keisha Cole, Keisha and Cole, Fantasia. and Fantasia. Yeah, they curate oh, four yeah. albums for those four ladies. Get the boom back to R and B music that we discussed right. and like. And so when I, uh, you said Afrobeat, I was thinking about how Sierra did that single. And so, like, if Missy would branch out with Sierra and some more of that and do some of the old shit, too, and kind of, like, tie it all together to the now. Imagine if Missy did a remix to that Afrobeat song that I love. If I tell you that I love you. Oh, and then she man. come in. Then she came in. Ha, 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 you love me. Oh, like, she's tired. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. That gets a huge clap. Do you me. know who else would kill it with Missy? Ooh. Estelle. Oh, absolutely. Like, 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 what? Like, like, I was just sitting here, like, oh. What about my Ari God. Lennox? Oh, oh another yeah. one. Yeah. Ooh. I would look. Yes. And they would go off. Actually, both of those artists yes. would go off with Missy in the studio creatively. Yes. Go off. Yes. This is so fun. Yes. Missy, you know Missy's coming back out. She said her album's coming out in 2019. I know. So it would be dope, too, if she, like, had some other sounds in other places. So Because mm-hmm. I, one thing about, like, you know, Pharrell, you were talking about, 
when you said him and Ariana, I instantly thought about, oh, okay, I could hear that because I thought about shit he did with Gwen Stefani. Like, I was re- mm. a big fan of, mm. of all that shit. Like, holla, from Holla Back Girl to Damn Yummy. Like, I was like, all right, you motherfuckers. Amazing just, song. Do you remember that song, Yummy? Yes. I'm feeling yummy here to... You see me. This beat sounds like <laughs> disco Tetris. Yes. You know who this I am, friend. Like so Tetris. to hear that when I... I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> to make you sick. But most of the they felt like they were having fun. It's time to, to make, make you sweat. sweat. Now sweat, baby. This shit, this beat goes. It so goes go nothing crazy. crazy. Yeah, some. Would you get this? <laughs> hey P, would you, you get, get this? This, this, this beat sounds like so Tetris. Tetris. Yes, this shit. I love it. So yes, um, but yeah, just the distinct sounds that people have and that that they have in the industry. I would love if Missy just gave a resurgence to that. Have Pharrell and Missy ever worked together? Yeah, they that the last Missy single was the uh, Pharrell and the uh, where they do they where they from? Mm-hmm. What you doing? It's some. How you do it? Where they from? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. Right. And he was the puppet. You wore them symbols out just now. That was, that was amazing. That was an amazing symbol rendition. Thank you. I, no, I like that. I part. would love to see them do more stuff together. Me too. Yes, they're like from the same planet. They to me. absolutely and are. And I think they, if they had room, especially now they're older, they don't have the pressure of trying to be cool anymore. They just are cool. Like, it's just solidified in the culture. There's nothing to prove. Yeah. It, I think, gives them more room to make what the fuck they want to make. We and must, it'll be so good. We might as well bring Khalees back into this, too, then. Oh, my God. Because the sounds that Pharrell and Khalees used to make together were, like, for real otherworldly. Like, they... That'd be awesome. Young, fresh, and new. Yo, give me some. What about A. Marie? I miss Please, A. Marie. God, Jesus, if yes. Missy just I miss came A. Marie. up with A. Marie. I'm a huge A. Marie hey, yo, fan. A. Marie! With it's that, that extra no. eye. <laughs> yes. Speaking of the extra eye, Marie, she, and then we can get back to what we were talking about, but she had a project that she just released recently, not recently, I guess it may have been like two years ago or something on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And Marie? Yeah. Oh, the sure. artwork looked like she was like on a highway or something mm-hmm. like that, like through the windshield. But the songs were like the first two songs felt like classic first album, A. Marie, and they oh, were great. Look that up. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I just want to talk. Something random and cool for music as that opposed was fun. to talking. Right? Wasn't Anything about Missy's gonna be dope. When me and Dustin were talking, I was like, I gotta ask Fran this too. Cause, mm-hmm. Cause I really can't wait for Missy to come back, but I really want it to be like, I don't know, I just really miss the old days where people just had like a, like where Missy just was running mafias of people out there. Cause I feel like she always puts herself behind really dope people. And did a great job every time. We were listening Her and to Monica. <laughs> So you know that stuff is already classic, but we were listening like he was playing me some Monica songs that I hadn't heard that were Missy, <laughs> and I had already heard some of the other ones. So I was like, "Damn, this one is actually still aged pretty damn hot." What about Missy with like Lil Uzi? Okay, you know I'm automatically here for that. <laughs> that would be cool. You know I'm automatically. I feel here like for that. that would be a cool video too. It sure would. It would be a cool era. Especially all the shit. You know, Uzi, Uzi Burr has little cartoon record songs. Like, he has a song called Team Rocket. Like, Team Rocket are the villains in fucking Pokemon. Like, Ooh, Missy, that's a do- what's so dope about it. She could literally regenerate anybody's career. Yes. Because she's just dope. I'm excited. Did you hear the clip of her new song? No, I don't want to hear any clips. Oh, I feel I just, you. I just hate that. let it all come yes. at once. Like, I used to hate well, watching... Well, it was good. I used to hate watching good. the... Um, 
like making the video things up or like the previews for them. Like, and now after this, we'll show a preview for the. I don't want to see a preview. I need to see the whole thing in its entirety. Or nah. Or or nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'll watch the making of it after I've seen the video. Like, I was one of those. Well, I will say that it's a very good clip. I I already know so. so. I'm very excited to hear her album. Missy does not disappoint. Okay. Ever. All right. So now we can just move on into listens lately. Um, <laughs> what you laughing at? It ain't that damn He's funny. He's giggling at his listens uh-huh. lately. Um, oh, and then because you said Lil Uzi Vert, I'll get it started and say Lil Uzi has a song. He has a couple songs out. Um, or he is on another song. But New Paddock is the first one that I've been playing. I played that on the I put that on the Toronto playlist for the show when we played the music because in it um there's a line about him saying uh, when I'm when I'm out and they treat me like I'm Drake when I'm out in Toronto and so he's in Toronto so I put that on the playlist just because <laughs> <laughs> and um he's also featured on a song with this artist called Pressa I think Pressa and I think Murder Beats produced it but the song is called 420 in London so. That just is me because, you know, I had 420 in London, so I felt like I needed to listen to the song. And it was a good one. Outside of that, T.I. dropped his Dime Trap project, which is really, really dope. Um, there, for T.I., he features a lot of Atlanta artists and a lot of Atlanta-based artists and uh, a lot of really just dope artists out now, like uh, Anderson Pack, um, who's not from Atlanta, and he has Meek Mill, who's not from Atlanta, but then he also has Victoria Monet, who's an artist out of Atlanta that I've talked about. I was just going to mention her. You like Victoria Monet? Love her. Mm-hmm. So did, did you, have you listened to her music music? Part of, yeah, I was listening to her Life After Love, um, what is it, an EP. So I talked she has to, two parts to it. Now, she, first of all, she killed that um, The Glow remix, mm-hmm. or rather her cover of it yes. on mm-hmm. Insecure. Sounded amazing. And so... I tweeted about her, and then I started listening to, like, all of her discography, and I was like, she's just so good. I talked about her when she dropped that song, Ready, and it was, like, the genuine sample and the visuals. First of all, I love the fact that I annoy so many of my friends, because, like, shout out to, like, Crystal and Alex and them, because I used to make them watch videos of people that I'm, like, listening to. And so Victoria Monet, she dropped, um, it was the song for Ready, and then she dropped another song for, uh... Uh, the song right after, I, oh, it was called Freak. And then there's a remix to Freak, and it has an, a, a rapper on there named Bia, B-I-A. Who's, I remember Bia. Side note, you know, Bia used to be uh, down with Pharrell, so it's funny how this all keeps coming back together. She anyway. also used to say her name twice, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You know what? Don't ask him. I know what, exactly no, I was what he <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, before we go. He was waiting for somebody. I'm not even, I don't even. You know what? I'm not going to because I don't you, have to. You don't have to? I don't Because you pretty to. much already did. Oh, God. Anyway, I, I love Victoria <laughs> Monet. Um, I've made some people stand for her because she's got a great voice and there uh, has been live footage. I think she went on tour with Ariana Grande at some point. And she, like, came out and did a duet with her on the live set. So, Victoria's a, a new little treasure. And I, when I saw her on T.I.'s project... I feel like project, she's everywhere right now. Too, yeah. and is dope. It's her moment, she's, clearly. And she's a beautiful girl, talented girl. I think... Um, or, no, I, I know. She works with Jaquel Knight, who's done stuff for Beyonce, Tanache, all these people. So, the visuals for her shit is really dope. Like, the way she dances, the little stories. Yeah. And, and even her voice in itself is a, a gift, a treasure. So Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. 
Um, Rose's good boy, my homie from oh, the UK, yeah. which she has uh, a couple stuff, a couple songs with Estelle too. I'm kind of sad I forgot to bring that up to Estelle. It'd be like we have a co- a friend in common. <laughs> but Rose's uh, just dropped a new song called Stuff, and you guys, you know, I have to give a snippet. This beat, first of all, is crazy. you to keep letting it play though <laughs> <laughs> little sexy vibe that's a good sign so that's Rose's good boy the song is called <laughs> Stuff she recently dropped a song that I was playing because it has Sanfa in it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was praying she hasn't heard anything we said about <laughs> but she has a song with Sanfa called Illusions it's super dope so she's dropping soon a lot on the way with Rose's good boy with that dope ass name oh I know she's Fly and she dresses fly. She's just fly. Um, who else have I been listening to? I was listening to Bobby Earth actually dropped a new project called Cloudy Mix Sunshine. It's an EP, I believe, and it's really, really good. Oh no, maybe it's a whole album because it's pretty long. Um, he just dropped it. It's really, really good. You guys have to check it out on all your streaming services. Um, who else? I was gonna mention Victoria Monet, Life After Love Part Two, that I really, really enjoy. Um, and Kendrick Lamar and Anderson Pack have a song called Tints. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I like it. Yes, mm-hmm. it has it's really good energy. That felt like Mariah make it happen in that first part. <laughs> <laughs> They got their foot on Duval's neck. They got a new happy song, y'all. I don't know. It's happy nigga music. I don't know, Duval. (laughs) I want to look up because they're coming for your ass. You know what's crazy? Duval really charted. Like number one, Billboard charted. Yeah, ain't that something? What? How inspirational? Did he chart on the R and B charts? Mm -hmm. I feel like he. Yo, that's bugged out. Shout out to him. I'm doing that one day. Of course you are. What? Like. Um, and then lastly, the Daju remix. Yeah. I really hope I'm saying his name right. Daju. D-A-J-U. That's a dope name, Loki. Ain't it? Yo, I played this over and over again. Damn. (laughs) My phone was like, enough. (laughs) But definitely check that out Um, on his SoundCloud. Like I said, I tweeted it out so you can find that on my Twitter right now. That's it for me. What about you, Dustin? I got some shit for y'all this week. And normally I be trying to be low-key in the music segment, but (laughs) 
I didn't stumbled upon some things. Yeah, okay. First of all, um, I've I've gone back into the vault. Why by Annie Lennox is one of my favorite songs of all time. Asante is very familiar with my love for and that song. And then he's going to send me the song like I've never heard it before. I'm like, why is she sending me this? Like, <laughs> There's videos. That's all I'll say. Um, so I've been listening to that. I also, in the airport the other day, I downloaded the original Time After Time by Cindy Lauper because it was playing in the airport, and it's just always been one of the most beautiful songs yes. in the world to me. It yeah. really is, though. Like, for real. You know like, who it's put just me gorgeous. On? Who? <laughs> I-N-O-J. Uh, oh my god <laughs> the the reason you I heard her first when I was younger and then I was watching some movie and the Cindy Lauper version came out I was like oh a white woman did this song too <laughs> wait till you hear Lil Mo okay, I'm telling you it's sorry, amazing you for real Lil Mo wore time after time out for real with a choir you gotta <laughs> listen to it but anyway, and little there's also a YouTube video of Little Kim performing wow, time after time. Down. The face she was making when he was sitting there, he was like, mm. "Okay, oh. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, poor Mo, poor Mo." Ooh, okay, I'm sorry, Cynthia. I know her voice is a treasure. It is. <laughs> it's her fault that we laugh. <laughs> right, it absolutely. If you want to be clear, but that's another conversation. <laughs> right. Um, Dave Easton Styles P dropped a glorious new project called Beloved. Every single song. On oh, so their they bangs. did a whole project together. Every oh. fucking song on their bangs. If you love, I had a great conversation here actually yesterday with another artist that was recording. And if you're a hip hop purist, if you love rap music, this buds for you. I'm telling you, this <laughs> album is like amazing. Um, Sheck West's new project. I saw them talking project. about it on State of the Culture. Yeah, they need to be talking about it, <laughs> especially Remy because she can rap. Long another conversation. Um, <laughs> Mud Boy, Sheck West's new tape is hard as hell. Mumble. So dope. And then the other, it's a lot of other songs I could talk about. Also, shout out to Cash Dow and her project, I mean, her song, Lil Nigga, on the Good Gas Volume 2 EP, which is amazing. And a party starter, real quick. <laughs> That's all you need to know, right? Ain't that all you need to know? That's all you need to know, right? <laughs> So good beat, but the song I really want to highlight is this song called Slow Dancing in the Dark by Joji, I believe. How you, is that how you pronounce the name? Um, this song was playing at Getting Grown Live. Oh, yeah, this is the And one I you literally had about. them, like, I had somebody go find mm-hmm. out what song it was. It's so beautiful, and I just want you guys to hear a little snippet, if you will. I'm telling you. I don't even want to keep. So that's it. We we could just go. You gotta send me that. No problem. Now sending. All right. Also, I forgot to mention. I've been listening to that girl Lele. She dropped her project called The Cheat Code, and uh, she actually has a track on the. She has a track on there called Lit, and it features Lil Duval. Um, But yeah, it's only eight tracks. You should go check out that girl Uh Lele. They don't even have to adjust the mics. <laughs> Smile, bitch! <laughs> oh my god! 
God. <laughs> I remember saying when she was making them videos on Instagram that I think it would be cute if she added to the rap game. So, you know, I had to remain true yeah. and listen to the project. And now here I am talking about it. So, y'all should go listen to it, too. So cute. Yeah. Shout out to Antonique. Yes. Um, and lastly, I just wanted to very quickly shout out, um, or I wanted to play, rather, um, Jaden Smith. He dropped a song. And I hate to be that guy that's so cliche, but, you know, so many rappers are influenced by, like, anime and cartoons and all that, all that bullshit. So <laughs> he dropped a track called Goku, and it came up on my Spotify because it was my release radar. It was recommended for me. But it bangs, so I want to play it for y'all. You know, when you feel like you go cool, you go super sand on bitches, all that jazz. I know what that means. Yeah, you sure do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, friend, we're going to have a talk about you. <laughs> We're going to talk about you and Wig, but we're going to talk about that another day after our, <laughs> after we do our, our Mario Kart remake. Yes. That is the funniest yes. thing forever. But yeah, that's pretty much it over <laughs> here for the Music Man segment. Um, oh yeah, the very, very last thing I wanted to say is... Um, LMA comes out this weekend, this Friday. Uh, so go check her out. She just XD re- has ruined. He spells it L M A when he writes. Her <laughs> name. <laughs> so now my brain literally sees L M A every time you well, say it. Well, good thing it's not L M I. XD is the worst. Yo, so do you want to know how bad he is? Mm-hmm. The other night on Twitter, or maybe it was just last night, rather, I saw that he tweeted, "I just left the NDRE concert." Um, God, I love her. And so I was like, what? yo, something wrong. for real, right? Because we talking about X motherfucking you know. D. <laughs> then I read that it was like part of the retweet. And the retweet, the retweet said, um, you know, pretend that you've been kidnapped and <gasps> you're tweeting casually and you have to uh, say something like to your friends. Like it's Morse code? No. Yeah, to know something's wrong. <laughs> that ain't that say. funny. Because I literally gasped when I read that. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh-uh, something is going on. I'm going to have to call him. And then I read that part, and I was like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> I know I'm tuned properly. That's got to be our icebreaker next week. Uh, yes. What would be your more scope yes. tweet? But, um, yes, Ella <laughs> Mae uh, dropped a song with Chris Brown, which is coming up on her project this weekend. Or which I was disappointed. I did not care for it either. And I, at the very top of the year, I, I have to say this. I have to say this. At the top of the year, Chris Brown dro- uh, dropped his project all over again, and it had like the forty whatever tracks on Encyclopedia it. Encyclopedia Britannica, <laughs> <laughs> right? That shit had every fucking song he probably ever made. Um, anyway, one of the songs on it was a song with him and LMA, and it was a Christmas song, which pissed me off <laughs> because the song, the shit dropped right after Christmas. No, and it <laughs> like it pissed me off so bad. And I remember on this show, I said uh... I wanted to hear more of LMA because. Because I thought it was so fucked up that they did this duet and I oh, wanted to hear them sing together and it was a Christmas song right after Christmas. So here we are now. To, right? Like, why would y'all do... Why would you do that? <laughs> Christopher Maurice Brown, why would you do that? Hey, you're talking about a missed fucking opportunity. <laughs> like... Y'all get together. Y'all motherfuckers made a Christmas song. And it should come out after, like... <laughs> in, gen- in January. What the fuck? 
what's what, going on? What, what I'm gonna do with that for New Year's? But I feel like I'm, you know, I like Ella May and I like Chris Brown. I and like I just, them both. I feel like they could have done a beautiful, greater, greater, so great. Given, let me tell you something. Remember, oxygen is it oxygen? No air. I was just oxygen. about to no friend. air. Let, you let, know how let, no air is like forever. No yes, air. Friend. I wanted that. I even. I will even give you both. Because I liked both uh, features that Chris Brown and Carrie Hilson did together. Superhero. Super, super superhuman. Yes, yes, you're right. And, and one nice one nice stand. Superhuman was my shit. I like, like both too. of them. That's Fauntleroy. It brings though. me to tears. Yeah, both, yeah, superhuman no brings air, me to no tears. No air is too. No oh, air and superhuman is both Fauntleroy. It is. So, so they what needed a to get Fauntleroy up in there to do that duet. Look, that was, first Chris of had all, to say, it's time for me to make a duet. <laughs> and just when hit I asked Asante... We were, I think, on the flight, and you were talking about the song, and I was like, "How does how does the sound?" And you were like, "Like Chris Brown," and you said the intro when I played it. I, I was waiting for Young Moolah, babe, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't that song." I wasn't born last night. What song is that? That's what it started to sound like, and I was like, "Uh, uh, is this the Tiger Beat? Is this the?" As soon as the intro dropped, I was like, "Oh no!" And then the song itself. It's called Whatchamacallit, so we should have known. Like literally, it's missing. It's not cheating. It's a which call it. It's a which call it. Did our body roll? Yeah. Do you know any of the credits? No. Nope. Satan, the devil, apparently, because it's just a, it's sinful. Charity wrote day. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know what? We're gonna come right back Ooh. to that. So let let me just wrap this. The perfect. I, I say I say all that to say, LMA. <laughs> I'm gonna still check out your project because I. I have been rooting and waiting. Like, I've been listening. So th- now that you have the spotlight. You know I never talk down on songs. I actually right. prefer not to, but I like to, to I know, amplify what I like. But I'm just disappointed because I, know I everybody, it to be bigger. Everybody has been asking me what I was going to say about this song, and I had to be honest. I wasn't going to be like, yeah, I like it because it's two people that I like. Right. No. It's two people that I like, and y'all can both do better. Yeah, I want them to get back in the studio. The only way I like it is if they come out with it. If, can she dance? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't Not think that's like part Chris of her thing. Because if she could dance, they could have made it like a really cute video. Like oh. a dance. You know what I mean? It could have like been Like Omarion. Yeah, like a Touch. dance story. Exactly. Yes. You but, know what the song reminds or, or, it I don't feel like it's her that should sing the song. Because, you know, sometimes if you get somebody else's song, it might work. And I'm not saying if you give this person a song, it will work. But I feel like it's a song that they would do to try to make work. Justine Sky. Like, Her and Chris? Well, the the song Whatchamacallit itself, like it felt like oh, a Justine Sky saying. song. Like, it's a Whatchamacallit. Like, we just came off of Buddha, and now, you know, we, we didn't tripped. tripped. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> two <laughs> amazing <laughs> songs. Like, like. And now we at the Whatchamacallit. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't want a Whatchamacallit. I want to, yeah. I want to something else. It. It's only Ariana Grande song. That's all. I ain't done with her. I ain't, we ain't doing cancel culture. No, or hell no. She's just dope. Saying. Yeah, yeah. I she's just super wanted dope. it to be like a power ballad. Yeah, and she looked she looked great in the tripping video. So she, you know, great girl, oh, beautiful girl. <laughs> great girl, beautiful girl. Look, you don't have to be real <laughs> yet again. It's just her. It's just her, and just, under different lights, she oh. looks looks great. But you know, it gets boring after a while. It's kind of like, okay, well, why'd you even make a video for this? Maybe it's a budgetary thing. Well, also people aren't very familiar with her anyway, so I also didn't mind it because people need to know what she looks like. Right. So it's like face. Exactly. <laughs> so if it's just going to be you under a bunch of pretty lights, I'll take that as long as the track is good versus you kind of half dancing or looking uncomfortable or something. So I'll definitely take the tripping video. I'll look it up. 
Well, don't look for the other version because that one's gone. And with that said, <laughs> we will move right on along to TV land. Thank you so much for joining Music Man. What's going on, Dustin Ross? This week's show is also brought to you by Thrive Market, an online marketplace that's on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. You'll get access to thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. Whether you are vegan, gluten-free, or feeding a family, or have tall kids, you can choose from 80-plus <laughs> qualities to get everything you need, including non-GMO, Fair Trade Certified and BPA free. From organic almond butter to lavender essential oil for whatever purpose, Thrive Market carries everything you need. They have pantry staples, cleaning products, sweet treats, the best snacks, and much more at such an affordable rate. For every paid membership, a free membership, this is really important, you guys. For every paid membership, a free membership is given to a low income family, public school teacher, Military veteran or first responder. Oh, that's cool. right. Their Amazing. mission is the shit. I love that. <clears throat> and if you don't make back the sixty dollars in savings, Thrive Market will refund you the sixty dollars thanks to their happiness guarantee. Um, their mission is what is the most important to me. Who doesn't want to be a part of something that if you put into it, they give something back where it's most needed? Remember right. again, that is a low income family. A public school teacher, you know school teachers don't mm-hmm. even make no money. That's why the pencils be broken. And then the kids already steal the erasers to use them for earring backs anyway. Wow. <laughs> right? Um, and then, you know, military veterans, they need help. And first responders, you definitely want them to have products they need and be at their best. Mm-hmm. They need to have full bellies so they can save you to have a belly. Right. right. You know, so that's why Thrive Market just works for me. And now with our special link, Thrive Market is giving you an extra 25% off your first purchase plus a free 30-day trial. That's 25% off the already low prices that Thrive Market offers. Just go to thrivemarket.com slash friendzone to access this discount. A word on Tierra Marie, shall we? <laughs> yes. To start. Oh, God. Um, because I've had it, and I feel like it's time that we address Tierra the elephant the in the room, okay? Right. I'm glad you brought that up. What a great song it was. You know why you forgot that that was her song? Has she ever performed it on the show? (laughs) (laughs) Bridget Kelly performs while. (laughs) That's because Bridget Kelly's an artist. Well, Bridget Kelly has new music. Tierra was. But even that, like, Bridget Kelly is playing along with the show because, like, all these events that she had, quote-unquote, set up in London, they were fake. Let's be real. That wasn't a real photo shoot for promo pics. That shit was photographers taking pictures of you. (laughs) And the fact that they put those stills up, you know what it reminded me of? (laughs) They were putting up steel shots of her as she was being photographed. Remember on Dreamgirls? When the dreams blew up, and then they showed those po- those post those postcards from all over the world <laughs> that montage scene of all the po- the postcards they and they were posing like shit. <laughs> That's what yes, it reminded me of. But yes, anyway, yes, I see that. Tierra Marie, I've been rooting for her since day one when she used to appear on Love and Hip Hop New York because I really wanted her to have a moment. 
I do believe that she's a talented singer. She's got some great music that a lot of people don't know about. And so people, plus she's from Detroit, we've been wanting the best for her. To be honest with you, when the show came on and I found out that she had this dating history with Ray J and they had like a long, lengthy relationship and all this stuff, I was excited by all that because I'm like, wow, she's been living, you know, in this time that, that, you know, she's had this absence from the music scene. She's had like a full life, something interesting to talk about this is a great opportunity for her to like springboard into new music and more success and keep herself together as the seasons have gone on so has her will to do anything it's just Mm -hmm. like she doesn't give a damn tiara like even on a show like love and hip-hop where viewers literally get excited on mondays to pick the cast members apart me included we've done that you know what i mean she doesn't even try she doesn't put any effort into being an interesting person on the show and having legitimate things happen in her story arc because i hate storyline in her story arc that will reconnect her with the viewers and make them endeared to her she would rather have scenes arguing with girls who have proven themselves to be her friend okay beyond her bullshit and she would rather shoot scenes arguing with them about not being there for her when she went and had a fake press conference about a fake sex tape that wasn't even real when she's still completely involved romantically with the guy Mm -hmm. that's now being exposed on the show Mm -hmm. and some people may think that those dramatic antics are interesting but it actually makes people look at her different it makes people not take her seriously as a music artist and as a singer and it makes people not even take her seriously as a cast member on fucking love and hip hop right you can't even do that god damn the wigs are all wrong and you can say I'm ripping her appearance but I'm not because I've seen her look better. And everybody knows it's not a, a it's not like I disagree with her choice in style. She's not even fucking trying. She literally looks like she's in the witness protection program every week. Like she's in disguise. Like she's she be looking literally like she was the fifth girl and set it off with that wig on. Every week she looks like she's in disguise. But then she could just come out of like rehab or something. Did she she just come out of rehab? She's already admitted to, you know, the fact that she's been drinking still. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? The whole rehab thing. And even that, she used that not as an opportunity to, like, be a, a person who brought some awareness to, like, you know, dependency issues and rehab treatments, pro- rehab tr- programs for people who are young and, you know, have cert- like a p- appeal to, you know, people who relate to her. She didn't even try to do anything with that. She went to rehab on the show and then argued with everybody for having an intervention and they was wrong for having an intervention. You ain't really my friend because you set up an intervention. And it's like she keeps having these arguments with these girls on the show that are not even angry with her. Nikki wasn't even angry with Tierra and she attacked Nikki on the show because you wasn't there for me at my press conference. Nikki was like, and all of the girls that she's chosen to lash out at, they literally don't even argue back with her. They'd be like, Tierra, okay, just, okay. Okay, Tierra, whatever you say. Because they don't want to affect her and make her, trigger her to like start drinking heavily again. They also think it's stupid what she's saying, but because of their history as her friend, they don't want to just wash her ass on television like they should do and could do. They don't. And I'm tired of being a person who was really literally holding the America's Next Top Model card and rooting for her. I'm tired of being that person and watching her fail miserably on this show. She hasn't even released music. 
No. And you've been on this show for what? Five seasons? Six seasons? What season is this? Six? I don't even five? Know. I think this is five. You yeah. haven't even like you haven't done anything. Even Lyra could be putting out music and she'd be on but the is show. Is she depressed? Tierra Marie? Yeah. I'm sure. I don't I don't I don't know. Maybe she just doesn't have the will, yeah. like the literal will. You know, she says she'd be making music and like they'd be fake working on videos while they're on this show, but like <laughs> the reason I feel like it's the reason it's hard for me to to look at her actions and the things that she's done and, and equate it with her not having the will to do it is because she's she's been so eager to engage in other things, like the whole sex take moment. Mama, you faked all of that. Mm. Like, you straight up faked it and then argued about it on the show. And now that you've been exposed that it was fake, that they've gotten footage of you at the airport with the nigga after you already done told all these girls that you're not dealing with him anymore and argued with them for not being supportive. from you going to see his ass after doing a press conference right. with Lisa fucking Bloom. He's going to, and, and producing, you know old ass boarding passes and video footage of them kissing at the airport and you arguing with your homegirls this is crazy and the fact that she's willing to as a person who's five seasons five plus seasons in because like I said she used to appear on Love and Hip Hop New York so you're five plus seasons into the reality television experience you know how this behavior looks you know what kind of light this casts on your 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 participation even in the show you know, and I just hate it's so sad to see somebody just literally waste an opportunity that has talent. I don't know what the fuck is going on with Tierra Marie, but I run short on my patience with her when she does things like pick fights with these girls and yell and scream at people like Monice, who everyone knows. Everybody knows Monice don't have a problem like literally going in a rage of fit and throwing chairs at whoever and fighting on shows. But to watch a person like her exhibit blatant restraint. And literally say, I love you. I don't want to argue with you, Tierra. Okay. And watch Tierra continue to antagonize her, call her all kind of bitches, and go further than she should with somebody who she had a legitimate friendship with anyway on television. For the sake of what? The viewers are not watching this thinking, that's right, don't fuck with that Tierra Marie because she don't play. That's right. not our takeaway. We're looking at you like, bitch, what the fuck is wrong with you? This girl right. was your friend, number one. She's held you down all these times and you're literally going way too far to make, what, have a moment to like be sensational on TV and I'm cussing her ass out. They used to cry for help, guys. They've been helpful they and they have. have placed themselves on the line. They have, they have created disruption in like the the harmony of their relationship with her to get her help, real help. And this, and you can say what you want to say about Monice and whatever you find fault with with her, but one thing that I think we all can agree on is that homegirl is sincere in her expressions on that show. Mm -hmm. She cries. She She's heartfelt. She's literally put it all out on the line, and it's endeared me to her. That's just kind of my personal bias. She's one of my top three. She's been honest. Just and so, yeah, like her experience is really real. Like you can tell she's one of those people that initially was going off, and they made it seem like she was going off the rails. But then you can see that there's history there with her and Fizz. Like <laughs> the Fizz people real look at history. him as, but she's looking at it as, well, this nigga's my baby father that knows that I have mental health shit. And was being selfish just because he wants to be a nigga, but I'm trying to actually get my shit together to deal with this child so he can't call me a bad mom. Like, you know what I'm saying? And even her issues with Fizz, Monice's issues with Fizz are not rooted in 
her being a shitty person. It's rooted in her being frustrated with his response to her efforts to try and to do certain things. So watching Tierra argue with her, it's just the ultimate L. And I really want to see her do well. I believe in her talent musically. I just watching her not give a damn and then take steps to like really just be an obnoxious like douche of a person is really pissing me off. So I'm tired of Tierra Marie. Also, while we're talking about love and hip hop Hollywood, shout out to Paris. Paris Bennett. Paris Phillips is her name. <laughs> Paris Bennett is Aunt Nesby's grad. You're right. Shout out you to her too. Show yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, the other Paris, Paris Phillips on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Keisha Cole's old best friend and personal assistant, according to Paris, not according to Keith, not according to K. Michelle, not Keisha Cole. Fake and it's ass. It's so funny that I said that <laughs> because fake Paris, ass Keisha Cole. Paris called her a fake ass Keisha Cole in their argument today. Whoa. Here's why this was cool, right? Because we're not glorifying a fight on television. Here's why it was cool. <laughs> we have watched K. Michelle. Terrorize. Terrorize people in every city that there is a love and hip hop franchise, right? She's been in New York. She's been in Atlanta. She's now on Hollywood. (laughs) Every city she's been a bull in a China cabinet. For real. And I just, so to see her finally get her comeuppance, to see her finally get her just do in some form, finally she got with somebody who literally was stopping the bullshit at the gate. And I think that Paris had already exhibited, you know, behavior that really communicated that she valued her friendship with K. Michelle. She wanted to clear the air, whatever. What? Since we're talking about apologies. Yeah. K. Michelle was intent on having drama with her and she continued to do the one thing that she knew was a sore spot for Paris because Paris has talked about this all season, which was call her a thief. Say you got a problem with me, whatever, but the fact that you're trying to Paris interpreted K. Michelle calling her a thief as her trying to turn the viewing audience against her in a sense. Mm -hmm. And she expressed that to K. Michelle and to everybody. So once K. Michelle decided she wanted to argue about the bullshit again, she brought that back up and she was saying that to like trigger Paris. What she didn't know she was triggering was Paris's impeccable pitcher's arm. Because Paris, I'm telling you, she missed her calling. She should literally be in the MLB right now. Because her arm, oh homegirl, picked up that cup. And I think that was high C fruit punch because it was that that kind of pinky mm-hmm. red that the high C fruit punch is. She doused, she threw that shit in K. Michelle's face with the strength. I'm telling you, Major League, ba- did it hit her? Major League Baseball strength, speed is what she threw the liquid at her with. And then threw the cup. Now, there's speculation. Some people say it was a second splash of lick of the drink. I clearly see the cup flying and connecting with K. Michelle's head. So I showed it. I slowed it down for Asante. He, too, saw that it was the cup hitting her <laughs> yes. head. And like it was great bounce. to see. Couldn't really tell if it was like a condensational <laughs> aftermath. It was very dicey, but it did like a cup. It was one of them diner, those, those clear the cups with the texture on the outside. It was mm. one of those, so it made the sound when it hit her and then hit the floor I also want to give her um, a second award for following up with I'm tired of you bitch after she threw the water on her because it was such an honest statement like she really was tired of K. Michelle calling her a thief oh wow yeah wait 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 why are these pictures the steel shots of, we're showing from oh, the steel no. shots of K. Michelle getting hit with the juice Let's look at that last one uh, the last one no, 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 no. And that short Bob wig looked like the ears on the Blues Clues dog, too. 
since we're talking about <laughs> oh it. <my> <laughs> Since we're talking about it, that short Bob looked like the Blues Clues is. Anyway, oh, that's been gosh. great to see. That was Let's amazing move. to see. Right. Let's move from this show, though. Mm-hmm. We need to go over to scripted television, the Greenleaf, really quick. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> On Greenleaf. Hey, man. <laughs> that, that note is in the back of your throat. Um, but... On Greenleaf, Lady May and the bishop are getting a divorce. They've announced it to the congregation, and now the issue becomes who gets the church. I love the fact that Lady May Greenleaf is putting all the pieces in place. She's friends with Maxine Patterson, who is being played by Patti LaBelle, who is a worldwide... um, legend in she's a pastor of a huge mega church um and she's reached certain levels of fame and notoriety she's filthy rich and she's helped she's also college friends with lady may and she's reignited lady may we find out actually went to college for theology you know she wanted she had the quote-unquote calling to preach and she kind of like put that on the back burner to be a first lady so now that she's got to figure out plan b to her life she's trying to take the church and she wants to change everything and be the, the first lady who takes the church. So she's putting all the pieces in place. Latoya Luckett is still starting all of the shit. Oh, gosh. Still, you know, 24 hours, legs open, you know what oh I'm saying? Gosh. Looking to, to fuck shit up. And Latoya Luckett is playing the hell out of Ro- Rochelle Cross. I know. She is really doing a great job playing she's, that. She's doing great. Um, Zora, who I hate, the daughter of James Zora. and Carissa. Oh, my God, I hate her. And Lynn Whitfield let her know. She's like, I hate it here. She's like, no, you hate yourself. <laughs> if you think that if you're the one who's trying to talk to a boy who hurt you, so you figure that part out. I'm like, come on, Grandma. That's that was a gem right Damn. there. Yeah. I really thought she was going to get the belt. I wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> but, you know, we got that instead. Charity Greenleaf. Your fave. I'm just completely worn out. <laughs> These scenes of Charity. Nothing makes me laugh more than Dustin's love for Charity Greenleaf. Yeah, that's what it is, right? It's a love. That's right. It's a love, friend. <laughs> it's the kind of love you got to say through gritty teeth. It's love. It's love. A close smile. That's right. It's love. Um, Charity is going through whatever she's going through. She punched out a vending machine, which of all the things available and people for her to hit, why she chose the vending machine. Who knows? Your daddy cheated on your mama with your auntie. They busting up over it in the church. Your husband got a whole new boyfriend, and he feel like you ain't shit as a mama, which you Is really with not. The white man? She's not with the guy from um, the concert because she was acting crazy with him. Charity's just a goodness gracious great ball of fire. She's a mess. She's just a mess. And she busted it open to get a what you Busted it open to get a <laughs> uh, what? I just can't take it. So the fact that Charity and Ianla, Ianla Van Zandt guest star. <laughs> the Mitchell okay. said it. I knew it. I knew it was a whatchamacallit. Speaking of whatchamacallit, the scene between Ianla Van Zandt and Charity Greenleaf was a whatchamacallit. I said, so you're going to put the lady who's not an actress with the worst actress on the show acting in the scene together? Yeah. And it was, it was so painful to watch. So You know, I, you know I recorded that part and was going to send, send it, it to you. Because you know. Because you do, friend. You do. And I stopped myself. I said, stop, friend. That's not nice. I, I recorded her walking into the door. Oh you should have sent it because I ain't seen it. Yo, you would have been dead when she walked in and was like, beloved. It was horrible. Ooh. 
It was awful. Uh, speaking of Yana Van Zandt, we have to talk about her being on the season finale of the Braxton Family oh, Values. Yes. I just want to give. There's a lot I could say. I'm sorry. That was... I know, right? It's a lot I could say. And people right. take issues with. That's what happened in my phone. <laughs> God forgive me. It was that God forgive them. It was that bad. Iyanla, they want you to play yourself. Just say it the way you would say it. Stop at, I am Dr. Van Zandt. Your mom. Call. It was just the worst act. Iyanla was like putting the inflection on certain words, trying to act, and it was awful. They should have just told Iyanla to come and interview Charity. Yes, and, that's what they should have done. recorded like that. Because it was horrible. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, um, that happened. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Tamar Braxton. Um, she gave uh, the most heartfelt apology to each and every one of her sisters on camera, on camera for everybody to see. You can have your issues with whatever you want to have your issues with with the season finale of Braxton Family Values, but that was 100% real. Watching the apology she gave her sisters, it's a lot, it's a lot. So I wouldn't even like no listen. no it's a lot but you know I love that stuff so you would enjoy this because it's a lot for you to enjoy right but um and that and seeing his um her sister Tracy tell her seeing Tracy accept her apology and the way Tracy responded and said your slate is clean with me it literally like it makes the tears just like shoot out your face so shout out to her Evelyn Braxton was completely unreasonable with Iyanla at points Tamar was too but once Tamar committed to the process and literally like laid it on the line to each one of her sisters I've never seen anything like that on television and so you know I got a soft spot for Tamar so whatever I know um yeah and um, that's it. There's other people I could really air out. I was about to really have the guns blazing tonight, but I think I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice for Why now. Why not? I'm going to be nice <laughs> for now. While we're on the subject of TV, I just want to say um, Tashina Arnold has a new show on CBS where she played her and Cedric the Entertainer are married. Oh, I'm watching. Oh, and, my I'm watching. And they have a white, they have white neighbors. The Neighbors or The Neighborhood. It was good? Yes, it's, it's amazing. And, and it's on CBS. It just started. It's really, really, I just got a text from friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and so, uh, yeah, <laughs> it is now on CBS and it's really, really good. And so you guys got me out. watching A Million Little Things. Ooh, speaking of A Million Little Things, everybody please watch that. It's a great so new drama. Good. So Tashina good. Arnold's show is called The Neighborhood with her and Cedric the Entertainer, by CBS? the way. CBS? Yes, okay. it's really funny. I'm going to watch the name. Yay, so okay. much stuff to watch. Yes. And that's it. Yes, Lord Jesus. That's it for today. So let's jump into the black business. What you got, Asante? I want to give a shout out to Kyra who emailed black businesses because she wants to share a couple of businesses. And I just Yay. thought it was cute that she had Thank both you. emailed. And um, we actually talked about one of these businesses, um, I believe, very briefly uh, at the Crayon Case. Yeah, super scent. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, so, you know. Oh, the makeup. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we briefly touched on that one time. Um, so Kyra wants to share some businesses that she's been supporting for a couple of years. And I think it's dope when you've been supporting businesses long enough that you can really vouch. But anyway, a lot of people have been talking to me about the crayon case. I remember seeing that they had a whole thing at Essence back in July. I was just going to say, do you remember the line? Mm-hmm. Yes. When we long. walked past it. And she it did the crazy. Queen Supreme Court with T.S. Madison. <laughs> she did. And it was so funny. I do remember that. <laughs> you wow. do Because <laughs> Madison promoted the hell out of that box. Yes, she did. A lot of people tell me that they love like that, the makeup. So I just think 
if you didn't know that that was by people of color, that should be more incentive for you to get some. But you can go to thecrayoncase.com, and the Instagram is at thecrayoncase. Or you could just go to SuperSense Instagram, which is at super underscore scent. And they also wanted to include uh, Soapy Faith, which is um, a natural soap that they that's made by some black folks. They're on Etsy, but their Instagram is at soapy underscore faith. Or you can go to soapyfaith.etsy.com. I just think it was dope that um, somebody submitted some businesses that they were. What about Azalea's bussy soap? What? Have you been using it, friend? <laughs> she got a bussy. She is a bussy. <laughs> the fact that you <laughs> put the twizzler in your mouth. Look, you love me. Your twizzler, too. I used your twizzler against you. I don't care about nothing she says. After that wilding oh, out shit, I don't give a damn. Like, I, I don't believe in none of it. None of it. I'm straight. This is for all the boys with the the messed up botchy, the botches, the botched boxes. I not was a like, botched box. Uh, uh, I did not use her soap. I did not look at any of the things going on with the soap. <laughs> I'm not interested. Do you guys have any church announcements? No. Mm, smirky no. smirk, uh, coming. I I was actually on uh, some panels. Yay! For the grapevine, mm-hmm. and Dustin did one, mm-hmm. and that'll be out at some point soon. Yay! And uh, support. I cannot wait. I know you guys are probably hilarious on it. You know, I really like um, the content that... Well, I like all the creatives that work on the grapevine. There's a plethora of people, a plethora of minds. So it's dope to just meet, you know, dope people of color with dope perspectives that are doing a lot of random shit. And the the whole platform that actually is built is dope. So I want to work with her as much as possible and work with the people that work with her as well. Not all of them, but you know some of them. Yay, I cannot wait. <laughs> I ain't got nothing Do you guys have any estimates on when it drops? Mm-mm. Not yet. Nope. Okay. But I will keep we'll people posted waiting. when it happens. Yes. Yes. What um, about you, friend? Do you have church announcements? For me, well, let me say it again. We will be in Seattle. Yes, right. Lord, we this will. This Saturday the 13th. So make sure you grab tickets at the Friend Zone Live if you haven't already. And then the next week, as soon as we get back, a day later, I will be flying out to Santiago, Dominican Republic, to spend the week... <sighs> With my beautiful ladies that signed up for the activation tour. That's Since my favorite I can't stop. Go, I don't care. <laughs> Crystal is and in it's DR. DR. I know. I saw her. Crystal tweet. going. No, she's no. there now. Oh, well, I think she, I she just say. got back. But yeah, did she already? Mm-hmm. Damn, that was fast. Yeah, because you know she got to record, so people don't bother about where the episode. Right, so. right, right, right. I know how that goes. Mm-hmm. But she, <laughs> she was there. And I was like, damn, we just missed yes, each other. By I want a her to week. bring me a man back. I know. Oh, now you can bring me a man. <gasps> Friend, you can bring me a man back. No, you didn't. You know what made me laugh? Crystal tweeted that the Dominican men were hitting on her. And she's like, but I watched 90 90 Day Day Fiance. (laughs) (laughs) And I I gave her all the eyes. I died. She's so funny. But I will be in Santiago, Dominican Republic. So I cannot wait. We're going to have such a blast. And honestly, I need sun. I need fresh air and trees and birds and the tropical feeling. So I'm very excited. The beach. You know, I haven't been on a beach in over a year. Wow. Wow. Way more. Like, I think the last time I went on the beach was like my birthday or something. Not even of this year, but last year. Yeah. Yeah, When I was in Haiti last year. It's a long time. That was April 2017. So long overdue. Cannot wait to put my feet in the sand and just lay out. Um, So that's 
That's it. I don't think. Oh, and then we have Birmingham, Alabama. Coming up. Magic City Classic. Magic City Classic. You guys have been asking how you can get tickets. You don't need tickets. You just have to pull up to the tailgate. Yeah, for McDonald's and um, their HBC Union. I'm really excited about that. So we will definitely be at the Magic City Classic um, doing a live show for you guys in conjunction for with free. the tailgate. It's going to be so much fun. Come hang out with us. Yes. And yeah. that's it for us this week. As always, we love you so much, and we will see you next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. I don't like nobody playing on my phone. <laughs> <laughs>